0: Hello, and welcome to the That's Why They Were Quality podcast. We are continuing on the journey of the tribe called Quest, possibly one of the greatest, if not the greatest, hip hop group of all time behind Jazz and Dave. And I am joined again by Paddy Stanton. You're on point, Geezer.
1: Well, Sam, Geezer, you're on point.
0: I'm on point, Geyser it's, uh, this Wi-Fi is a bit it's a bit mental, so hopefully we, uh, we get. Hopefully, if if audience, if you hear any um, any crackles or any if you hear it cutting out, watch yeah. well, if you hear it cutting out, we, we we record it at a later date. So don't don't worry about it. this isn't live. But, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> if only it was.
0: If only it was, we would say some very just, offensive stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'd be allowed to do uh, live performances not just yet. Anyway, they're not ready for that.
0: No, I remember back in the old radio days when we used to do the old, the old live stuff, mm. and the yeah, the complaints. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, they got thrown off the air multiple times.
0: Multiple times. That was like a weekly occurrence.
1: Yeah, I just think you need to get a new hamster in there in your bedroom, Louie, to, to get running on that wheel. Exactly.
0: Exactly. That's what I need to do. Because it, uh, I short... mean,
1: I know you used to keep a hamster under your bed at uni. Remember that's why your room smells of mini cheddars.
0: No, I didn't.
1: I didn't have a hamster. I, mean, I, I, mean, I genuinely like, remember when I thought that, though, like the first few weeks of uni. I think it was the furniture, I reckon. <laughs> I
0: reckon that's what it was. Again, that's why it's not live, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we could. We wouldn't just be offensive to people listening. We'd actually be offensive to each other too, too much. <laughs>
0: It would be yeah. Uh, mm. That brings you back to some of the some of the frequency days where. <laughs> Are you in Tom for those Hustle. straight
1: out of Preston days?
0: Straight out of Preston. Shout outs to Tom Hustler and Anthony Gilmore. Yes. Or oh, shout out Preston crew.
1: Yeah, The reunion will happen soon.
0: It will do, geezers. It will do. Mm. But um, but a, a group that um, this was, this was a the time when when they weren't in need of a reunion because they were still together. It was 1996, yeah. and Tribe Quest had just done "Beach Rides." Can I just say, yeah. your yeah.
1: segwaying skills—they've improved a lot. Top notch oh, segway.
0: Thank you, Giza. Oh, thank you, Geeser. I've got the uh, my seg- segway skills are miles ahead of, of Mike Tyson's. Hmm. The, uh, fell off the segway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you probably wow. you probably can't spell segway, like, but you're good at it. Well, it
0: was, I, was, I couldn't spell segway. There's many words I can't spell. But I'd say my, my segue skills are, are the, are the segway skills of Simon Dean. <laughs> A tribe called Quest, 1996. They just released uh, Beats, Rhymes and Life, uh, the fourth album. And they were at the height of their commercial success. Um, many people say not at the height of their creative success, but at yeah. the height of their commercial success.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, didn't this album actually won the Grammy as well? Didn't it be the first time they won a Grammy?
0: Uh, first time they were nominated for a Grammy, Um, it was nominated for... Uh, Beach Rhymes in Life was nominated for Rap Album of the Year Yeah. and once again was nominated for Best Rap Performance by Duo or Group. Um, they, They've actually not won many awards, I don't think. No? I all. think no, no, all... Been-
1: yeah, they've been nominated for like a billboard award and a, saying that though the, the, the only thing they probably won is like a Brit award haven't they didn't they win a Brit award a few years ago like 2017
0: I hope so I'm not too sure I know, I know they won the source awards because obviously the two pack the two pack thing yeah um, and they might have won something else but um yeah I mean I, I, I think I think I might have made note of it down here somewhere but yeah they, they it's surprisingly small amount of awards for them which is a yeah.
1: It, just goes, sure. it just goes to show it, it's disappointing but it just shows that the whole award system is bullshit it always was and it still is to this day and that's why like artists and musicians you know it's it's nice and all a little notch on the wall but do they really give two shits about the awards and they say so on the songs a lot of them don't they like I you know it's why a lot of artists don't turn up to the ceremony as well because they know it's bullshit it's whoever's um I know a, a lot of it's just it's it's aimed so like they'll go oh this is this is the white person this year this is the black person this year and it's like it's so like political in a way and I don't know if I'm an artist I'm not really asked about an award what you actually get for that you don't get credibility from your peers or you don't you're not getting any money from it as well so
0: exactly I mean unless any of the people who do the podcast awards want to give us one <laughs> then we will highly appreciate that. And, um, and and that, that they're prestigious awards. That, I think that's what you meant. Every award apart from the podcast ones. They, yeah. You know, the podcast ones are the ones that matter.
1: Exactly. I'm saying. I'm not saying don't nominate us. For sure, nominate yeah. us. I'll accept the nomination, the very least. Uh, but I'm just looking. It was yeah, the 2017 Brit Awards. They won uh, best international artist.
0: Oh, fair that, play. That's it's sick. That. it is yeah. That, unexpected. So they beat yeah.
1: out uh, Drake and Future, Kings of Leon, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, 21 Pilots. So, yeah,
0: have that, son.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's quite surprising as well for 2017, but they just must really have fucked with the last album like, like we all did.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and yeah, so this album beats Rhymes in Life. It was the um, apparently it was the only Tribe album to go to number one. I don't know if that... Um, that fact was taken before the last album. because I'm sure that went to number one. If not, it should have. Um, and this album went platinum in the U S the old beats rhymes in life. Yeah. Pretty solid, do, pretty solid. Album.
1: Yeah. We've discussed it, obviously. I mean, why do you think this was the one that crossed over the most into the mainstream?
0: And it was because I, I reckon it was they. they built up with like the, the, uh, the first three albums, they built up such an audience that, um, it's, I think it's kind of like with Nas where like Illmatic wasn't a massive success even though arguably like his best well everyone would probably say his best album um, and and then that that momentum carried through and like got a mainstream mm. buzz around him where the second album went on to like sell really well. Yeah. Pretty the same here like they've they reached such a buzz that yeah. this is where it's like to take off
1: Just Built the fan base in as well and like um, yeah probably also like the features on there you know they had like a Mary J. Blige on there that's can imagine that helped also.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, so in 1996, Ali Shahid worked as an A&R man for Quincy Jones' record label, Quest, um, and he wanted to sign the um, – Ali Shahid wanted to sign the Black Eyed Peas, uh, Common, and the Neptunes wow. um, as producers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Quest, of the label, didn't want them. Um, so uh, Ali Shahid ended up leaving.
1: Fucking hell! I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah. The amount of I mean, dough.
1: They just lost out on there. Yeah.
0: Definitely a good eye for talent, and uh, the black IPs they were, uh, they they were getting like they were probably being hot commodities because um, what's his name? He's a year before he died. He wanted to sign him as well, so they must have been like,
1: yeah, is, know, is that really when they were first starting up then with the black IPs? Because I know we you probably agree with me, but their early stuff where without Fergie all the, the rapping back in the day. They were really good, really smooth. They were like Tribe in a way; you can tell they looked up to Tribe.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, we, we, when we go into like the solo years of Tribe and we we talk about one of the songs Q-Tip featured on, we get into the but Black pays so many, so many references to Tribe on in their music. Um, yeah, definitely like an influence. night uh, yeah, ninety eight was their first album. Um, so yeah, just yeah. just before, just when they were coming out, and. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Behind the front wing of that album, I, um, I remember like jo- Joints and Jam. That was a good song, song. F- from that album. Yeah. Um, That's very
0: much like a Tribe beat as well, very much like a Jay Diller beat. Defo.
1: And obviously Clap Your Hands as well. Yeah. That was a good tune. So, yeah, it's just mad how much they, they ended up changing. But um, just with another reason why Tribe is so influential, there'd definitely be no Black IPS without them.
0: Oh, no doubt, no doubt um yeah definitely i mean you could even say like, in that second wave of native tongues i mean it's you know it's a stretch but you could even you could even put will i am on that. i reckon like, he's got that kind of vibe
1: yeah so with ali um you say he was like a man he, he became an amr man that's that that's quite interesting i mean like what's the exact role of the anr
0: so anr is um artist and repertoire and it's it's yeah. a role that was it was mostly commonly used in the days, sort of, I I call it the days before the Beatles, because the Beatles sort of popularised, um, you know, singers actually writing their own material. Right. But before that, you know, you had your Elvises and your Franks and Archers. They'd have songs like picked for them um, if they wouldn't pick them themselves, you know, or someone who worked with the artist to get them the songs. And basically, what they would do is they'd find songs for find material for the artist to sing. Basically, yeah. be what an A and R man would be.
1: And was that still the same? Was it still the same thing even in the nineties and even to this day? Is or is it is it evolved?
0: I imagine so. I mean, from what it sounds like here, he, he sounds like he's a bit of a talent scout. To be honest, he seems like um seems like a bit of a football scout. Like Ali Shahid Mohammed was going in his his black tracksuit on a, a, a rainy like muddy day in Stoke, seeing the Black guy perform, making notes, just going, yeah, I think I think mean, like that will I am right there. It was got some good pace on him. I reckon that's what he was.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, seeing the later days of Black Eyed Peas, definitely watching Stoke in the Rain.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Black Eyed you just said before, Black Eyed Peas, they, um, they were great at the start. And then they were good when Fergie started. They still were decent. and then. Ella they Funk's a great in. album. Which What's that, sorry?
1: Ella Funk. That's a great album. Oh,
0: yeah, Ella Funk and Monkey Business, both great albums. Yeah. Um, and then they had two of the worst albums that end in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And then um, then Fergie left, and they become sick again. Masters of the Sun. We'll get onto that later. but that's yes. great. Hour.
1: there is a five five feature on there. That's killer.
0: And that's one thing I'll, I will give Will I am credit for. And again, we'll go into it a bit later. But um, like uh, we, we had this discussion before about like when Fife died, we were saying, oh, all these artists, you know, profess their love for Tribe. Um, why did none of offer Fife rather? Why did none of them get fife like on a song? Uh, but when I am was one of them, you can say like even when he was alive, he's he's done a song with fife, so he's um he's he's very yeah. much
1: he's not a hypocrite, so that's that's good.
0: Oh, that's nice. Mm.
1: So, do you think Ali? Who who would you compare him to? Football scout wise, is he is he like the Zidane of the of the hip hop world, or is he like the uh, whoever the scout was of the class of ninety two? Would you could compare him to him.
0: That's a good shout, actually. I mean, football scouts. I know. I don't really know. I, 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 imagine. I don't really know who any of them are. I imagine he's. Um, I imagine he is like. Yeah, he's like the United scout or the Southampton
1: or scout like when they were get Le- like Gareth Bale and- or Leicester, maybe. No, no, that was Steve Walsh. Little kind of like as a scout in a way. He's like the director of football. So let's say Ali's like he's more like a director of, of hip hop.
0: A director of hip-hop, That is a, that would be a sick name for a rapper, actually, a director of hip-hop. Fuck.
1: We should have said well, that off the air.
0: We should have, but I was going to claim that now. I reckon that, that's going to be our hip-hop group, the directors of hip-hop.
1: Yeah, well, while we're there, we should bloody copyright the name of this podcast, because we know it's uh, it's going to be blowing up.
0: Definitely, definitely <laughs> Um So, we should co- copyright the, the, uh, the, uh, the spin-off ones as well all available to listen to on the, that's why they were quality
1: podcast mm. network so it was Common as well Black Eyed like Common was yeah. he was obviously underground but I'm pretty sure he'd had his hit he's had a few hits by then he'd had I used to love her by then and he, oh right
0: yeah oh it's 96 yes we yeah. must have yeah. I'm sure that was
1: 94 on on Resurrection album
0: yeah
1: so it's yeah. interesting how he passed up on that and Common's probably and he'd, he'd have two albums under his belt so I don't know what crack he was smoking at the the Reto Labour but I'm not surprised he, he he jogged on in the end.
0: Definitely. And Quincy Jones is someone who is like he's a brilliant scout for talent. I mean, he's his track list is just flawless. Well, he's not flawless because he made a few flaws here, but apart from this, it was flawless. Like, and yeah. And yes, it's, it's, it's a shame. Um,
1: but well, he, he, he was good road on road. that. My J- judges tell from the tour bus.
0: I need to see that, geezer.
1: A- Have you not watched it yet? Not yet. Oh, you'll love it. I, I thought you, I thought you'd seen it. No, you.
0: Uh, I, will, I will do.
1: After sending oh, yeah. the link for it, definitely. Definitely. To write it. up your Funkadelic ass.
0: Oh, mate maybe straight in there. Um. So, so in '96 we had um five still doing some uh some features. He did game day with Rodney Hampton. Uh, pretty decent tune Um, '97 we had um, gone till it's gone. Janet Jackson. Featuring Q-Tip and Joni Mitchell. Um, we talked about uh, Q-Tip actually was with uh, Janet Jackson. I'm not sure if it was around this time or not, but getting there, my son. <laughs>
1: what do you think of that as a couple? I think it fits.
0: Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I think in that relationship that Janet is the one who's punching, Janet is the one oh, that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 100%. I mean, it's one of them where there's not many females that you could say that, that are on Q-Tip's level is that attractive who do you think is um, like a Margot Robbie like that, that would be one where Q-Tip would be punching you think or so like, like, yeah Margot Robbie or like a, at least you you're know. honest who's that sorry
1: at least you're honest
0: oh definitely I mean he's not you know you know—you he's, he's, he's one of the fittest men there is but Margot Robbie is just like or Emma Stone Emma Stone and Q-Tip they'll be on the same level I reckon
1: Okay, right. Yeah. So, if that a couple does happen in the future, you predict the future, then?
0: Oh, the kids would be beautiful looking, so not in a paedophilic way.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, a Q-tip and Emma Stone is a good twenty-year difference, there, isn't it? Is it? Probably. Or ten? Know. How old is Qtip?
0: He must be. Oh, I don't know. It's difficult. I in his forties now, but most rappers around that time around their, in their forties. He's
1: even 50 now. Shit, he's yeah, 50. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, be a bit weird.
0: I don't know. O- older men, I think they, I think, I think, if a man's older, you can get with a younger bird. At least that's what I'm hoping, because uh, these years have not been kind to me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, You've got your
1: first grey hairs, because <laughs> of uh, the four uh, years.
0: Four years. Yeah. Ah, oh, she's engaged already, I'm astounded down.
1: God damn it. You were holding out for Q-tip all this long, weren't you?
0: Was, yeah, well, oh, well, I mean maybe it won't work out But good luck to her anyway
1: So I was about to say You're starting to see here now that Q-tip and Five Both branching out into the mainstream Both branching out into pop music as well So features on pop songs as well So they're really hitting it big time now um, And then I google Q-tip And I would expect the first thing To come up as a cotton swab But no it's Q-tip the musician Comes up first and then cotton swab is after that so, you, you, you just know he, he's mainstream.
0: Oh, mate, that is. Nah, I'm surprised he's not had his own brand of Q-tips yet, actually.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. I have, have to double-check that. Because, uh, and yeah. I would like be real from Cypress Hill. He's got his own filters for called the funky field tips that you put on the joints. So, Q-tip, yeah. you need to invest in some Q-tips, mate.
0: He does, he does. So, around about this time, a tribe called Quest did a song with Buster Rhymes. Uh, called Wild Hot, which was on the Rhyme and Reason soundtrack.
2: I got the muscle, bust yo. We make the shit wow hot. I got come all come quick. We make the shit wow. I got the muscle, bust yo. We make the shit wow hot. All, all, all y'all rude boys lick a shot. I got the muscle, bust yo. We make the shit wow. I got come all come quick. We make the shit wow. I got the muscle, bust yo. We make the shit wow hot. All y'all rude boys lick a shot. I be all I see, the MC, the MCin', human being. And I'm in the Coliseum, I'm in MCing, punishing, whack niggas with people. Fife
0: and Q-Tip were both in the documentary. Um, I'll have to check that out. Um... So yeah, um in ninety-seven as well, Pain and Strife, uh, Diamond D featuring Pete Rock and Five Dogs released.
3: Now in this hip hop world I happen to live in has be bitchin'. It's a wonder that when them folks walk, they don't be switching. Suck's always got something to say, and I'll be itchin' to verbally bust their whole fucking frame. I ain't kidding, nothing whack over here. Money grip, I'm always sitting, and at that name, be five dog, I just be shitting. All over the track. by Badamon, fuck a rumor If you try to bite this out You might catch a brain tumor Nowadays it's either head up or shut up Fuck the babbling Put your money with your mouth It's called or there's be no,
0: no bad Dog featuring a song make Condition called Let Me Be The One uh, The Uma remix Great song I Oh yeah, yeah
1: them. I'm onto that
0: Yeah Yeah I really smooth track there.
3: You know you want to let me be the one, so why you want to act fly? I'm the player who keeps you swinging with them illie brown eyes. Fife dog, aka the Cat's Man, brother with the know how. I never believed in exchanging no vows, but too many chickens play, too many games that want to grab up on my arm for the and fame. What? Sleeping my bed, eat my food, and think it's chill. Then the next night they'd be with the Tonys and Drew Hill. Check it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, also, I think you mentioned Pete Rock and uh, Fife doing a tune together. Yeah. That must be uh, that must be really smooth. That's a that's oh. a hell of a combination though. actually. Pete Rock. Underrated producer, definitely. I don't know about you, but you know, you, you hear, obviously everyone knows, even if you're not into classic hip hop, everyone knows about your Primo, your DJ premieres and your, your dealers and all that, but I feel like Pete Rock's someone that doesn't get enough love. Definitely. I mean if we, we ever do a top fifty producers, he'll definitely be high on that
0: list. Yeah. It's gotta yeah. be donkeys. Gotta be done. Um, and next, um, and so yeah, uh, Fife Dog was also on uh, All I Do um, by something for the people, which um, JD Shit Mix. You were the first girl to ever have the Fife Dog in a trance, oh, is that so? to the point where you might want to call the ambulance,
3: foaming at the mouth as I tried to kick my game. Bust out my stupid ass, couldn't even say my own name. You had the style of Holly Berry. With the smile of Stacey Dash. For real. Vivica Fies,
0: breasts, Mary Blige, on how she was my number one girl. Weekends chilling in Long Island, occasional trips to Disney World. Um so I mean, I don't know, when I make it when I call something a shit mix, I, I presume it's <laughs> like, like a load of different drinks mixed in together. But he must it must have a different definition of it. Anyway, so on a in uh ninety seven also we have the Men in Black soundtrack is released.
2: Um, and yeah tribal quest have a song on there yep. same old thing and we bring positive to fill up your lyrics comes to like a hot and cold flash so smash um and apparently yeah Naz was actually a writer
0: on the song men in black as well so um yeah.
1: No, okay. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I rate. I fuck with the first film. The second one, not so much. The third one. Eh, eh. But the first Men on Back was great, and the soundtrack was killer. Oh, definitely. I might to have back to go back, back and listen to the to the album. Actually, some good tunes yeah. on there. We had the Snoop Dogg tune, if I remember. And uh, obviously, the Will Smith song. Everyone knows that. That's a tune. The the Roots had a tune on there as well. Um, oh, right. Destiny's Child "Della Soul had a tune called uh, Chanel No Fever
0: that's a good um, that's a good lineup. there
1: that's the thing you know that's one of the things I loved yeah. about the late 90s was big mainstream films that got released they always had like a rap album attached to it so the soundtrack of the film would always be would be rap songs so you had this oh, right. you had like the Space Jam as well and there's probably a shitload of others I can't think of off the top of my head but miss those times, miss those times. Very nostalgic. Definitely,
0: Geezer, those were the days. And um, and now we've um, we've gotten to a period of, of this show I want to surprise you with. Um, I, I think this would be a good time to talk about uh, all of the unreleased Tribe Called Quest songs, or the little-known Tribe Called Quest songs, we should say. What we'll do is we'll play a snippet, then we'll, we'll, we'll give you our thoughts afterwards if you're down without Geezer. For sure, yeah. So um, so in 97, uh, A Tribe Called Quest had an LP called The Jam, um, which was only released outside the US, and uh, it had four songs on it. Uh, one of them was, uh, I think it was just The Jam, which was on Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Um, the next one was Get A Hold, which... Get A Hold...
1: I believe that was on Beats, Rhymes, and Life as well, wasn't it?
0: That was also on there, yeah. Uh, Mardi Gras at Midnight, featuring Ra Digger that was one which never made an actual official tribe called Quest album and let's hear a little bit of that there we go should be playing
2: there
1: I'm doing the lizard buff right now
0: excuse me hearing it hearing it good on your end
1: yeah perfect Listen, and I'll show you why you ain't comedy. me. a, a level headedness. Whose concern is how ill I come up and I, I know that I
4: dress? I don't get you in a whole bunch of bullshit. On the microphone, I keep a close to it. Speaking to the people in a tongue that's faded. Not with an ego that's anti creative. Conscious to the fact that I'm a talented man. Make your move out of jam and feel better with sad. Hey, hustle on, welcome to the firm, true believers. Hope y'all pretty good as the message receiver. But yo, we got to take things to do. Throwing
1: them hands up!
0: Yes, geezer. I'm happy that you said the word lad as
1: well. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's re- looking out for his fellow scousers. He is. That's more the
0: northern thing, though. That's not like scouse specific, would you say, like lad. lad?
1: No, but uh, we're the pioneers.
0: The pioneers.
1: They all gag off yeah. us, all the rest of the north gag offers us.
0: Yes, case. Epitome, a level
2: headedness. Who's concerned how ill I come off and not how ill did I dress? I don't hit you with a whole bunch of whole shit. On the microphone, I keep my pros fluid. Speaking to the people in a tongue that's native. Not with an ego that's anti creative. Conscious to the fact that I'm a talented lad. Make a move out of jam if that was that was Marty Gras of Big
0: Night. Um, what what do you reckon to that gate?
1: Yeah, that was the tune on actually. I really like the uh... Q tip was smooth, eyes on it. I like, just, I really like his flow on that as well. It's just, um, you know, when you, I don't know when you listen very closely to Q Tip, he does that weird, like where he sort of his words roll off the top of his tongue, and you just yeah. get like, and you, it's like, yeah, that's sick. So I really like that, and uh, I, I sort of like the, uh, the beat behind it as well. So yeah, that that was that was good that. But, uh, just, Is this a, a running thing with Tribe then, with regards to a lot of their unreleased tracks are probably better than a lot of their released ones
0: i don't know about better but there is there's a few gems and then there's a few ones that like yeah they're not not as great
1: a few stinkers um, like georgie porgy
0: but well i mean nothing as bad as that <laughs> That was uh highly offensive <laughs> that was Let's uh, hope not. bad but technically an unreleased song so you know but yeah. um, i think it'd be a good time to them um, to to bang them, bang them all out um so this one is um same old thing that we just mentioned off the Men in Black 1 soundtrack which was was the fourth song on that EP um, the artwork for that EP as well is great definitely uh, I recommend that let's take a listen to this song. you could also hear this actually on the Hits and Rarities album
1: I thought Big Proper Pump was about to come out then <laughs>
0: Imagine if Keating produced like Scott
1: He basically has with this. Is this where he's got the idea from? Smojo!
4: <laughs>
1: I take my 33% chance. Because Kurt Angle knows. I'm a genetic freak. And I'm not normal.
0: I'd love it if you know how, how Killer Mike had Rick Flair. I'd love if someone did their own version of Scott Steiner.
1: Someone <laughs> needs to do that. Oh, Danny Brown, there's a Scott Stana song. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and put a match to it. Let me know, your we do to it, like, it. My action is needed. With the big one not to be sweet. possibility my The illegal means is the nonsense Why? Those because they want to. But do kick miles in the past? or sure,
0: on we can on find any five from this the
2: side. Side. Like so like ice, hot like it's the, has, it's
4: the have not it just, it's
1: this is Jay Diller produced, isn't
0: it? Oh, yeah. Around about this time, I think, um, Eric, well, the produced, so, like, yeah. a mixture of Q-tip and Diller in the shade. Mm. Yes,
1: uh, okay, tune? Okay, tune. Yeah. Think I just. Not second world no, no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's solid, but I, I'm just more infatuated with the production. I don't know. You know, straight away when it's a Dilla produced tune, just because how good it's produced, how oh, yeah. stripped back and just chill it is. Definitely. I mean, definitely.
0: Um. Uh, Moving in, um, yeah, sound was definitely changing, you can tell around. Well, you you can tell off the last album, obviously, and just uh, continuing on here. And this song, I think, was pretty much all Q-tip, actually. Um, I think you find out a lot with with some of these unreleased songs.
1: Mm. I wonder why. Yeah. Think there's anything to Uh, that?
0: I don't know, to be honest. It's a strange one. It's a strange one. In 1999, A Tribe Called Quest had the Lost Demos released. Uh, I'm not sure this is an official release. But, um, yeah, some of these here had, had some unofficial material. Uh, so one of them was called uh, Weekends, and it featured a uh, consequence on it. And let's give a quick listen to that. There we go. oh uh, done. Uh, is it, the Quest Weekends? There we go. I <laughs>
4: Check it out. Ooh. My name was Nick Name Tiny Clack with glass smoking rooms. You are in on the phones like a silver walking stone. You got the same job with me, so they clocks. I'm laughing on the block with some brand new lace time, cena. Step on my wing and get burnt like Selena. Cause once you go through you never go back by your ass. I've been shit to make food browns like big man. You open like a dustin'. I'll be raping for move back after working hustler. And when it comes to chicken, son, I'm great for jewels. This first prince of lady, you can hit my craft jewels and black. You know I never slack.
0: This is a weird one, this is all consequence this show
1: Really? Turn it off now then? <laughs>
0: well, no. a good point to reckon, like, what do you make a consequence of?
1: I was just thinking while the song's going on like right he's he's alright but nothing really makes him stand out like he doesn't have like a voice or like a tone or like any sort of diction or cadence that makes him stand out and he's just in terms of like his lyrical content he's just like a fife dog light in a way and like I don't know it's just not on, like that original about him it doesn't really stand out what do you think
0: like to use like wrestling terms, he's a good solid hand. Mm. Like he's a good. He's not going to be your main. He's not going to sell you the tickets. Yeah. But you can put him in there with the guy who's going to sell you the tickets, and he will hold his own.
1: True. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, behind it must be more of a political behind-the-scenes decision. But I don't think Tribe needed him. Like, what? Why Tribe never really need. I don't think they needed another voice. I don't think he he really added that much to it. Added something that was necessary
0: definitely I think it's just good old nepotism you know him being uh, Q-Tip's cousin I reckon um, that's so probably it's consequence of to Triple
1: H's 2003 um, <laughs> title reign and Q-tip. Q-Tip is Vince
0: I reckon he, he's the shame, McMahon he just keeps getting a mania match every single year <laughs> Oh God.
3: Her name was Nick Knack Claddy Wack, Harass, smoking bones. You're have on the throne to Cypress hill and walking stone. Got the same job, Pippinny slot like Freddy Fox. I'm landing on the block of some brand new lights i You step on my arena and get murdered by Selena. Cause once you go quench, you never go back like that. I rip shit to make whos bounce like bag You open like you dusted. I'll be rapping for more back guys when when it comes to chicken.
0: This is a white material.
1: I'm liking this actually, don't you? <laughs> you
0: would. It's good, it's got you know. Straight off
1: the bat, those Janet Jackson vocals got you. God.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got, it could even be Janet Jackson. I
1: like, could ask her to pop down to the old studio. Mm. After the little bang session with Q-tips, you just recorded some vocals. It
0: could be. A bonding session,
1: did you say? Banging session.
0: Oh, uh, was it bondage? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it might
1: be bondage. I don't know. He said, "might be kinky, motherfucker."
0: It could be. I mean, Janet Jackson. She was wearing that that latex army suit in the uh, music video. Uh, I might, I might, I might have just uh, what you call it, um, uh, slandered Janet Jackson. But I don't know. Um, that was a um, white f- Yeah, feature f- material featuring Consequence and SWV. they
4: are
1: this is weird to try this
0: it is yeah I
1: I can see why this went released
0: yeah I'm gonna listen to this SWV they must be I think they're the the, the females doing the uh, the backing um, vocals and they had a few hits, actually. Um, and I'm going to check these out, actually. This just sounds
1: like one of those wannabe late-90s, like, mainstream conscious rap singles that they release.
0: It, it, it does, but, it, I mean, I don't know. It's, I think it's all right. It's not too bad. Again, I, I'm happy it didn't make it onto an album.
1: You know what I mean? You know that the, the, the Method Man, Mary's Able Eyes template's all that I need? that was the template for like the the rest of the 90s of like the conscious mainstream style singles and that sounds pretty similar to something like that
0: pretty much This one is called Waiting on You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's you, I love it. Right? No, 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 no. Finally, we're hearing some five though. Nice. Oh,
4: Looking at the face, you know, better, there. Watch my hooker face, expose your hand. The cat sitting out in the caravan, watching me and you walk hold the hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just definitely a demo, isn't
1: It's got nothing on the G-Stands for Giza demo
0: (laughs) I I wish, I wish
1: When when are your lost tapes coming out?
0: (laughs) People have to find
1: (laughs) them, Giza Hey, (laughs) Mon Waffer
0: Four, two, R- Kelly oh, never R-
1: Kelly no! <laughs> I can't Good tell bad. whether that was like a positive or a negative or a slight against them.
0: Oh, a bit of satire.
1: Move. Fight. Actually,
0: I, think, this, I think around about here, 99, everyone would still pull with R. Kelly. <laughs> But it's good here, we get an the interplay between Qtip between, uh,
1: and thought you know? <laughs> I thought you were, were going to say the, the foreplay between Fife and R. <laughs> Kelly then.
0: <laughs> I mean, who knows,
1: to be honest, we gave, gave him a few shout outs. Um, I think I might have just uh, slandered Fife
5: there. <laughs> it's
0: Janet's first
1: Janet Jackson, now Yeah. Oh. Show some love for your brown brothers and sisters.
0: <laughs> I think that's this is a pretty decent song, isn't it? Yeah. I could see this on the last that on Love
4: Movement.
0: Yeah. So, I think it must have been recorded
1: around the same time, you think?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I, um, it's hard to tell with these ones, actually. So, this came out in 99. I think this is just a collection of stuff throughout the years. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell with this one.
3: Looking at your face, you know, betting, man. Watch my poker face, expose your hand. Them cats sitting out in the caravan, watching me and you walk, hold the hand. Um.
2: Yeah. Easy, Girl, I,
3: easy, empty, I love you more than I you to do, So this one here is called Girls. Scratch.
4: Scratch. And I think they would repurpose Scratch. this beat, actually, on another Tribe song. I love you. I love you. Scratch. We never that. You're kidding okay me. Turn it up.
1: Is it the kind of girl you love so much Q tip is in a Paul McCartney or John Lennon,
0: here? Oh, I knew he was gonna pop for that, yeah. <laughs> I'll beat <him> to reference. <laughs> You can definitely tell because, like, Q-Tip's always said, like, the Beatles, like, one of the big influences on the Beatles. Yeah. And then um, you can definitely just tell it here, just basically covering the Beatles in that opening line.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure if he does it quite as good, but sticks are happening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's no, uh, he's not got that got them vocal uh, vocal chops there. I have
1: got them pipes.
0: I've
1: got the pipes. You've got a pipe yeah, right now, though. I have, I've got a pipe that's not got too much use for
0: years. <coughs> yeah,
5: that's an
2: okay song. I leave place to place. We tell it in the place. Don't wait to burn. You know we gonna shine.
0: This next one is called Practice
2: Sessions.
0: So I, th- I think both of these beats they would go on to later use, so these just seem like early takes of Tribe songs.
1: Do you think they're from different time periods? Sorry? Do you think they're from different time periods? like the, the, all these different demos so they recorded like or do you think they were recorded at the same time or the from different time periods the different songs
0: um i think these i think these are just like demos just like early takes I think um, I don't know if this is an official release or a bootleg but it was like an album like the lost demos Again this one's an all Q-tip song again Pretty
1: decent Is a, It sounds a bit early on this Just by his voice I don't know
0: Yeah But it, this beat I think was on I think this beat was on Love Movement I think yeah. Maybe
2: he had that beat in the chamber yeah. Yeah, we about to get in this thing like this, yo, yo I stand at six feet high with no inches Realize me, no dream, here's the pinches Put in this, damn, where it's supposed to be Dimes keep approaching me But I ain't joking, B Can't you see the- Could be
0: well, Okay, that, I reckon What would you make of that
1: one? Yeah, that one was decent That was better than the other Q-Tip, uh, Q-tip one I think the one with both of them On still the best So far
0: yeah, I, 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 definitely that one in girls. I mean, I, basically, mostly for the, for the, um, for the Beatles. But <laughs> I, uh, I quite have a soft spot for that.
1: Do Do you think this is evidence that? Do you feel like with Tribe, it's better with? Do you feel like with Tribe, it's better with both of them on songs? Then do you think this is proof of that?
0: Oh, no doubt, yeah. That's what made them special, like, both the interplay between them both.
1: Yeah. Agree, that's yeah. probably why when Consequence
0: came in, it felt like a bit of, like, it felt a bit strange, like... Mm. Um,
4: This one is Put It
1: Down. Proper sounds like a far side tune, don't you? Especially the beat. Don't you think this sounds like a far side tune, you know, like from the second album, like the, the beats?
0: Could could be to be fair, yeah. I mean they um Jay Diller obviously did some work with Far Side as well, so he could um yeah that could be why. Could be a
1: Jay Diller beat that one. Yeah, I think so.
2: the middle From the left, there all the jokes in the fiddles. Come up on the maximum getting the oxygen. That's on the radio, it made me feel so low. It's because we gotta right it the dance prison. I'm Nintendo sixty four and you must tell in television. Russell from the Moldry, it's not Bobby Wait. This joint is like a Ruga, watching roar like a cougar. And we gotta move on the dance board.
1: Just as well. Um I did a little bit of reading as well and I found something else. So I'm reading the Beastie Boys book at the moment, as you're aware. So I'm about four hundred pages into it now, and it's a really good read. If you are yeah. recommended if your Beastie Boys fan, or if you're not, if you want to learn about them, it's a really good book. And it, the format of the book is, is class as well. So it's there's loads of different pictures, and there's like there's like stuff of their like um, their rhyme books and that going back, and like it's just it's formatted differently, and it's like one chapter will be written by Mike D, and the other will be written by Ad Rock. But anyway, there's a chapter in there. It's, it says maybe don't play basketball while I'm high on mushrooms. Yeah, it's just a chapter about um, Beastie Boys and Q Tip. So they are really good friends, apparently. Tribe and, um, and Beastie Boys are really good friends. And they used to play a lot of basketball. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, Um. So they used to hang out in the studio a lot, especially when they, uh, they moved to LA, the Beastie Boys. And um, it's just a chapter in this book. It just uh, describes how uh, they had a little basketball game one time, one day, in about 96, 94, even, I think it was and the uh, the other basketball game with um baby bam from uh, africa baby bam from jungle brothers as well he was there and um, they were all high on mushrooms yeah. while, they, while they were playing this basketball game and it was during this period that they finally recorded a, a tune together so that there's that q-tip feature uh, feature on license to ill i think you i've played you it before that that tune
0: was that a get it
1: together yeah it was get it together so uh, just talked about how good friends they were and then it talks about the recording of that so they wanted q-tip That's yeah they were asking q to drop drop on the um, on a record with them for ages and he wouldn't do it he was just like beating around the bush with it because he was they were just friends you know what i mean he went he didn't want to go there to hang around them it's like just they just wanted to like hang out kind of thing but then they finally convinced them to uh to, to hop in the studio with them and he basically spit down this verse almost like freestyle essentially so q-tips verse on that he barely even wrote it it was just more or less a freestyle and um, after playing basketball with them high on mushrooms so that also answers the question that did, did tribe did anyone from tribe do drugs well q-tip did a bit of mushies fair play to the gauge i never knew that before Actually.
0: Madness.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would never put them two together as friends. So it's it's quite cool that they were. and Although, like, I find a lot of the, the production and how they um, was quite similar. So it says in the book, they, they actually, uh, a lot of Q-Tips production style, Then when these, when you started here and Tribe, then they started to gravitate towards that style, like the low-end style from low-end theory and, you know, using instruments, instrumentals. So they got away from the sample heavy um, music. And all the, a lot of that was down to, to tribe as well and Q-tip style.
0: You definitely you definitely hear that as well, and uh, and also like the interplay between, like um between um the Beastie Boys. I definitely I think because the Beastie Boys they were they were just before Tribe weren't they? Were they like the late eighties? They started.
1: They were mid eighties, so yeah, they they were quite quite a while before, yeah. So they they probably influenced each other, so like in terms of the interplay like you said on the songs then I'm sure Tribe were influenced by them but the sort of the jazz and the funky production style that Beastie Boys went on to do I think was influenced quite a lot by, by Q-Tip and Tribe
0: it's interesting I never, never knew that
1: mm. would you like Q-Tip stick a Q-Tip down your ear I,
0: I would do it if he was a trained medical professional um, so two, in 2006 we had um, we had the Lost Tribes which um, I think was like another one which I can't tell if it was an official release or not. Uh, a lot of the stuff on here has been released on other other albums. Oh My God, UK Flavor Radio Mix, so it's like a mix of Oh My God, uh, Mighty Girls at Midnight, we've already covered. And they've got this song here called The Remedy featuring Common. Um, it's been interesting to see what this is like. Yo, yeah. We all got
4: different so we got to deal with you know what I'm
0: this sounds familiar, I they use this
4: beach somewhere.
5: Yeah, it does.
1: Sounds like something from within Ramen Life. a
0: It does a bit, yeah. So what so what happened here? Song of Remedy. So this is from a soundtrack to from the film called Get On the Bus. Right. Um yeah, it's called Get On the so that, yeah, that was a soundtrack from the film Get on the Bus, 1996, 1996 feature film. Um and um so yeah, so that was that was I suppose that so that got an official release in the end. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Tribe Quest Featuring common. Let's take a bit more of a listen to it. You know, city,
4: no real middle, here to be chill. Constantly, I'm hearing like black Americans just sneering, looking for a leader who can fill us up for Hitting us up for great emotional chat about the fact that black constantly held back. Like 50 tracks back in the relay race, and the white team there, so let's keep up the pace. And I'll be eating some Black that. at the end of the race, they a paradise place. Yo, we can't get involved with what the next man is doing. But seriously, we, do we put too much into pursuit. Yo, dude, I need. Mean, this dope stuff to this party. But we can oh, all body, body, mind, and that shit in our body. But we have to do with that, Just it better, kid. That's the essence. Um, your physical presence, your body's very lessons. You can't run the road for it. If the engine is lost, they can't even lift the because the must be what we need to do first. Now listen to this verse. Concentrate on a spiritual place. Recognize that existence gives us in this bathroom space. From a tiny cloud of blood human beings with pain. Sight, right, touch, smell, right, and sound. Let's keep it prepared and prioritize this because it was a lost breath. A lawyer, a law, God. I don't believe that I don't believe it. So I don't know why this should be talking about it. There's a vanity because we talk from the divine. A voice that's not seen. We don't feel it every time when the plan and the earth's earth And the rain drops And the babies crack And the birds flop And the ground's wake And stars leave So many things are evidence of this existence What we need to do is link it with persistence Hear me out, yo Once we recognize it We can move ahead of Trump's comments So we said problem spiritual world My fellow life has
1: developed First person right. I lost mostly with Stella Some of my fellas lost Save my brothers But then my family Stella Name a more iconic duo, common, and name drop on a woman.
0: Yeah, I thought it's all about a beer, to be
1: honest. You. you would think that.
0: To mention Foster's in the next. Uh... You know what,
1: though? I realised recently, Stella is actually an underrated beer. You get Stella in a bottle, it's tasty. Yeah.
4: It's not bad,
0: yeah. No, it's not bad. It's good to hear it's this comment on the, on the song Tribe.
1: It's yeah. Like, uh, he's yeah. clearly heavily influenced by Q-Tip and Tribe, weren't he? And I always wonder whether that was a, a combination that ever happened, so it's good to hear.
0: Definitely, yeah. It's good this was, like, an official release as
1: well. So, was it, yeah?
0: They were on a lot of film soundtracks, Tribe Called Quest. I mean, as we say, they were. Um, this was the height of their uh, their commercial success and people being aware of them.
1: So what film was that for?
0: Uh, called Get on the Bus, and the soundtrack was actually. Um, it, it does seem a very very like eclectic mix of of, of geezers on this. Um, we had. Um, Bob Marley, well, uh, an old Bob Marley song, but um, you had um, Kirk Franklin, he was on there. Kirk Franklin, by the way, check him out. He was, um, he's a a gospel singer. Um, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant geezer. Um, It was Stevie Wonder actually covering a Redemption song by Bob Marley, apparently. Um, uh, We had um, Curtis Mayfield, uh, New World Order, that peaked at number 14 on the charts. That must have been, like, the single from the
1: album. Um, nice. Apparently it was a, a Spike Lee film as well. Yeah. Never seen Get On The Bus, but, yeah, um, shout-outs to Arriva in this time of need. You know, uh, they were letting me get on the bus for free while all this shit's going on, so... So, shout out to Ariva, the the holding it down.
2: So many things are evidence oh, of this existence. What we need to do is link it with persistence. Hear me out, yo. Once we recognize then we can move ahead. Native tongues, comments, yo. He said, i the from a spiritual
3: world. My film of life has developed. First right. person I lost close to me was Stella. Some of my mellows lost their
0: mothers and their brothers. Um, Yeah, this next one is it's called It's Yours. Let's play a little bit of this one. So, this was also released on the hits and rarities, I believe.
1: Ah, I like that beach.
0: Beach, lovely. I'm mm. proud of all the
4: beautiful things that I'm all looking for, but I'm not that. I don't like the books. If you give me the universe, it's yours. It is yours this? already
1: playing the me. be the young This is good. I don't
0: really know Yeah, I like this.
1: Yeah, this might be one of the best unreleased tune you played.
0: Yeah. For me, nothing beats Mr. Incognito. But, um, Mr. Incognito.
1: Incognito. Incognito. The, no, Destiny's Child, All
5: Saints, they use that same sample as well, one of their songs. Really, yeah? yeah. Not I as good. I, would, um, I thought I would possibly
0: beat everyone to it on whosampled.com, but someone already played
1: it. How's your account gone on whosampled.com? Because... I, I I seen you. Uh, you put one up there fairly recently, didn't you? You beat someone to it. I
0: did, yeah. Keeping the tribe uh, tribe banner alive, I am um, contributed on the uh, the recent West uh, West Side Gun um, release, uh, Sean versus Flair. He had a sample of um, Rumble in the Jungle Fugees featuring Trial and Buster Rhymes and uh, I spotted it and bunged it on the old website
1: and got a I mean come on people just donate to the, the Lewis Sanchez Foundation of, of who sampled who you <laughs> know what I mean this guy needs to be a millionaire by now he's just got the, the, that ear yeah the other sample the other one that I
0: spotted out
1: was Chaz and Dave no Sabrina, the Teenage Witch.
0: No, Uh, I'm gonna go Westlife. What's that? Westlife. No, even better than that, geezer. I I found Willie Cullon and Hector of O sample that no one was onto.
1: Wow. (laughs) So you're two credits to that website, uh, Willie Cullon and Tribe. Well, Westlife Gun, yeah. Wow. Um,
0: I'm, I'm happy with them credits. Yeah, um, I'm still I'm still waiting on a few to be honest. There's a few that I think I, I think anyone's out there right listening to the Mob Deep song. Um, I think it's called Pain Strike. I oh, know what's the Mob Deep song What's the infamous. Um, it's called Triflave, even. Flife, uh, yeah. Yeah, Flife, That's the one. Listen to that and tell me it doesn't sample "I'm the War bite by the Beatles. Because it fucking does. And I don't know how they've not approved that.
1: <laughs> you got Ooh. the no go for that one then.
0: I not go for that But it definitely does mm. Who
1: are, who are these people That make the decisions you, you should, They should be Working for you
0: They should be Hopefully one day They'll be working for us Geys The old podcast Geeze Nation
1: uh, So the old geese Nation And
0: it's yours The, bus, the bus. Do you like this Yeah Do
2: you want this Yeah Well if you had it Would you flaunt this Hell yeah Well it's yours to a player who's already played Cause soon lead the bottom And your feelings just may fade Never be intrigued by the young boy face Look inside me, love you see So this, this
0: next song is called Hey um, And hey is in the greeting Not the, the, uh, the horse uh, Things horses eat
1: <laughs> I thought you meant great bit of green then
4: No, not, not, not that same. I don't know, this one just
0: sounds like an album track, uh,
1: That beat sounds familiar, it sounds like something you've already played.
0: It does, actually, yeah. They might have done another uh, take to this.
1: It sounds a bit like Drop Farside as well.
0: Yeah.
2: I definitely reckon Diller did that. Yeah.
0: This next one, this one was done by Dre Dillard. Uh, this was called That Shit. Let's see if it is actually shit. Let's hope it's, it's
1: not. <laughs> it's
0: not. I'm liking what I'm hearing so far.
1: You just like Q-Tip's vocals. Oh, I do. Those naughty things thing, thing, to
0: you doesn't it. that's does, mate. i good there I'm sitting
1: go. down right now. naughty things of the that. shaft. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: not
1: that you You're familiar with the D, aren't you? If I only. Familiar with your own D?
0: think this is actually
1: Really, yeah? Yeah. That's cool. He didn't. He didn't do many verses, but but when he did, he would. He it all right.
0: Yeah. It's good they, they did good actual, like, a song together. Yeah,
5: he
4: didn't try like, vocal wise. all night, the night night night, we do all night, y'all, we do all night, the night night we do up, this Ah,
1: so this will be a love movement. Sure. So this will be a love movement unreleased, as he just said it in the song. If
4: yeah. Got to work for you, better put it away from these looking for the JD from the DSV family, fight these can't handle my uh-huh. <laughs> Now, what you change your name to? Mark Ranks, you And what you really gotta do? Get the bank, you And when you wake up in the morning, I
0: back, you And all these ladies see nothing. <laughs> I think this is my
5: favorite
0: one of the all these unreleased
3: yeah here. Hey yo, tell me where you from? I'm from the D, y'all. I'm from the D D D D D D D D, y'all. I'm from the D D D D D D D. D D it, the D, y'all, and this goes out to everybody who doubts. Running your mouth, you don't know what you're talking about. You ain't familiar
0: with the D. Don't go that route. To keep your hand on your toolie if you're about. It's all out. So next song we got is um. I just have to mute this Adobe advert. Um, the next one. So winding down on the unreleased stuff, we have peace, prosperity, and paper.
1: One day we won't have to uh, pay for it. We'll be able to. Uh, Skip the adverts because of the royalties.
0: Exactly, gaze To be fair, I could just get ad blocker.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's too like too lazy though, aren't
0: you? I am. Um, I keep forgetting. I can honestly, I can understand how like old people are like so afraid of technology. It's just a fucking hassle like, a lot of the time.
1: Hmm. <laughs> such a hassle great. to get that free ad block in, in minutes
2: it is it is all we want in this life is peace, prosperity, and a little paper. Objects they seem greater. But i should sure overcome when we're on the drum. we in a world that places heavy emphasis on money sentences. Y'all could be my witnesses. That a fella fascination with money has grown. To the point that he will shit on his own. We got to have it y'all. It's not a Spike Lee cinematic. A piece of paper making niggas get...
0: pretty paper. decent song. I thought peace, prosperity, and, and paper... I mean in this song... Um, they talk about how money shouldn't be a priority, um, and it shouldn't be like a priority over art and, and people, like your community and all that business. Um, a fifth book also gives a tribute to a uh, Kidhood and um, he thanks uh, Lyndon Boulevard for believing in him when he didn't believe in himself. So more, uh, more self deprecation, and I, I think out of the unreleased songs, I reckon it was it was one of the better ones. I reckon.
1: Yeah, I think this was on hits, rarities, season remixes as well of them. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I quite I quite like that, that that record. I mean, I know it's um it's not the most polished, obviously, it's not not meant to be, but there is a few gems on there, isn't there, don't you think?
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean we spoke about Mr. Incognito before. Um obviously that's that's probably like my favourite of the unreleased ones. And, and this, this this has gotta be up there, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I just need to tell the story actually of how you got me onto Mr. Incognito. And it was only fairly recently as we were doing the research for this podcast. We I think we've been on a night out. We just watched the Royal Rumble, I believe, in in a bar in Liverpool, and uh, we were hyped hyped for it. The the Retained Edge, you know, we were feeling it, and then you play this song um, at like six in the morning on your phone downstairs, and you start Mister Incognito, Incognito, Mister, and I'm just like, oh shit, yep, you're not wrong, this is a banger.
0: Yeah, that was that definitely. I mean, what a way to introduce the song, you know? Just watching a decent roll, roll, rumble. Yet, you, you had the sweet feeling in the air because Stacey didn't come back, and everyone thought he would.
1: Everyone's favourite meat.
0: Everyone's favourite meat wasn't there, but we, we were enjoying a different type of meat. Is we had a big like, it was like fifteen inch pizza <laughs> as well. And uh, yeah, fucking
1: hell, yeah. that was the that was the largest pizza we ever had. I think
0: it was one of them where like, how long was the, the taxi ride? Was like half an hour long.
1: And I don't think I, we finished the pizza by the time we got home. No, I don't think we did. Um, but, yeah, listening to this tune, I, I can assure you that pizza was then finished because I was feeling it that much. And, uh, Luby, I've got to say, your, uh, your singing voice, it's, it's getting better. Oh, thank you, geezer. Thank you. It's
0: still not great, uh, but it's, it's getting there. Well, I mean, I, I,
1: I'll just take the first compliment. Yeah, yeah thank you, yeah.
0: The next song was the night he got caught, um, and I actually, I quite like this one. This one's pretty good. So again, they're using that beat again from um... oh, I can't think play. what the song was, but it's definitely a beat from the Love
1: Movement. Yeah, you can tell it was that like more like sexualized music they were going for in the Love Movement straight away
0: definitely and this is um, this is basically all about like I think it's all about adultery. This shot,
1: <laughs> point proven. Again,
0: it's a pretty good song actually. Bit, it reminds me a bit of um, that song, Midnight.
2: Sitting in my covers in the corner of my room. Twelve forty five as the radio wound. Page you six times. Call you on yourself, but it's just a bad line. It's a full moon, so I guess I'm about to howl. Thinking thoughts like, Is my girl gonna prowl? Nah, I guess she wouldn't violate us. Was hitting gets revealed that she doesn't like the fuss. Calling up the shorty that I met four weeks what on up? the street. Looking sweet, and I was about to eat. Uh, conscious of my lady, but we was on the house. So
0: <laughs> pretty pretty good song that one, you know, it's not
1: too bad. Yeah so uh, what were some of your favourites of Tribes on release tracks
0: well um, I've got another one to play for you as well actually this one to give a bit of background it's um, called I'm the Black Gold of the Sun it samples um, Black Gold of the Sun by the Rotary Connection of course the same group who was sampled on Bonita Applebomb and one of the singers was of course Meanie Ripperton Um, so this was the fourth Meanie Ripperton sample Uh which I previously alluded to
1: Yeah, important Um, part in the tribe career.
0: Exactly. Check this one out. This one, I think, has got to go up there.
2: Up, 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 up. Everyone's a beacon Realize your light Through the lyrics that I'm speaking and keep on reaching And soaring and achieving and achieving. Let the time is down in you Keep on believing Let the time is down you Just keep on believing Let the time is down in you Keep on believing Keep on reaching And keep on believing, believing. 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 And bring it on its line the go up, go up, uh, Let the black go up, sun, the black go up, the black go Pretty decent
1: yeah, that was that was yeah. I've listened to the whole of that one, but some good ones there. But um, still, like I can see why it would be unreleased because there's nothing that compares to their any of their stronger stuff. I don't know if you agree with that.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I'd say yeah. I'll just give you one more. Check out Glitz and the Glamour. Uh, this one's from Hits and Rarities as well. Fucking another advert there. <laughs> Right, there we go. So this is Glitz and glamour. I think this one's pretty decent I as well,
4: know. actually. <laughs>
1: I like this. This is a hard verse from q
0: Definitely. Well, the good thing about the songs on Hits and Rarities is that Hits and Rarities is on Spotify. So um, it's basically like a tribe album in a way. So you, can,
1: uh, <laughs> you wouldn't have thought so with that advert at the start. Are you telling me you don't have premium?
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's saying on Spotify this. This is off uh, YouTube.
1: Ah. Uh. South to
2: the east to the west. I don't discriminate, boy, I bring it to your chest. If you oppose, then your soul so leaked. Strive to get money and I'm not no hoe. flush it in the air that you breathe it through your nose. Fill it in the kicks that you put in on your toes. You can expose, but you that nigga don't know about the dominant factor of the accurate rapper. Here's the next chapter, page ninety-five. Nigger so hard, it's a wonder they're alive.
0: Um and just to uh just to talk get the other ones, there was money maker. I think I was also on Hits and Rarities. Um, they had another album uh, called Native Tongues Unleashed and uh, Unreleased and Unleashed. Um, and they had promo part two of The Jungle Brothers, uh, Come On Down with Big Daddy K and Buster Rhymes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, one let's, let's give that one a go, actually. Let's see what that one's like. Yeah, um, I don't intrigued. know if this one was a bootleg or official.
1: But this have been early 90s stuff or what?
0: I think it was a collection, to be honest. I think it was just like a hodgepodge of whatever didn't make it. See, that's the thing. I can't even find. Come on down. I think come on down might be a Big Daddy Kane solo song that featured Q Tip and Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Um. Uh, once again. Uh, remix. Jack. Jack and the Beach. Remix. Uh. Who got Who the Funk? Um. Godfather done an SOS article, which was a, a song. Uh, by whitey don and chip food that uh five dog sample uh sorry was featured on i think this um this last album i mentioned the native Tongues unreleased and unleashed i think that was just a collection i think that was a bootleg one actually that one's collection of
1: people put on there yeah I think some solo stuff um we've got who planned it
0: featuring tiger as well cool. got tigger yeah.
1: If you're uh, interested in any new native tongues as well, uh, Jungle Brothers they released a new album uh, the other day, Keeper Jungle. And oh, really? It's yeah, yeah, it's pretty good as well. You know, like honestly, it's um, they've still got it, so definitely check that out as well.
0: Give them a go. I tell you what, I did check out recently was um, the Black Sheep their album full and um, uh, Wolf Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, I think the first album. Okay, it's not, not too bad, but it's okay.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. go on the Luis Sanchez wall of recommendation.
0: Would not. It doesn't reach the Chaz and Dave level.
1: That wall is just Chaz and Dave with posters plastered on there, isn't it?
0: Oh, you don't want to know what adhesive I'm using. So um, in 97... 97- Super
1: glue are you using, bro? Super lube.
0: <laughs> well, I, I was talking about sperm... But um, in '97, um, the, um, the uh, there's a talk. The talk show host Wendy William, uh, Wendy Williams, uh, then a DJ at Hot 97, got into a feud with Angie Martinez, um, who was also a host at Hot 97. Um, Angie Martinez, former rapper herself, uh, probably a rap rapper at the time, actually, um, she was dating Q-Tip, and she's pretty decent, by the way, Angie Martinez.
1: Stop objectifying women. Oh, do you mean she was decent as in a talent, a musical talent?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a presenter, you know, yeah, presenter (laughs) is a very good presenter. But she was also a very attractive lady. Well done, Q-tip, in there. Uh, I mean,
1: not so much now, but.
0: No, not so much now, no. Wendy Williams apparently wrote on her site: "Um, One of my co-workers is dating Q-tip from a tribe called Quest. Oh, well, I guess some women like men who like men. Now, this <laughs> led to a yeah. So she is a bad.
1: fucking tit, Wendy Williams. You know,
0: she is. She, she. I think like Tribe went on their show actually just after Midnight Marauders came out, and um, yeah, they they, they seem like a bit of hostility there. They were talking about like some of the stuff like Wendy Williams has said about them. Like, I have to play a clip from it. Um, there was there, yeah. She does seem like a bit of a. Knob. She just
1: says things like the, her whole job is to create shock and awe, basically, and create a controversy, so you know she goes on talk shows just to argue with celebrities, just for the sake of it. Doesn't matter if the she has a point or not. So that's the basis of her job, the basis of her all journalistic or interview career. Yeah, ugh, she's just uh, no, nah, n- not for me. No, not not
0: a bit of me either. Um, you would though. What's sir? You would though. Oh, which, yeah, that's a different thing, but I would, yeah. So, um, but yeah, apparently there was, I think, you know, talking earlier, I mentioned earlier, probably on the first show about Tribe, there were rumours about Q-Tip being a homosexual. I think this is what, like, it speaks to when you were bringing these up. I don't know if these rumours are ever true, probably not.
1: You hope they are, though.
0: Hopefully, there is hope, if I was. Um, (laughs) This (laughs) led to a confrontation at the Hot 97 offices,
1: do you think he where, ever had a gay experience? Who
0: knows? Is I that mean, a different if he wants, question? If he, if he wants one, uh, and I was. <laughs> well, i not. If I was. <laughs> but um, yeah, but this this led to apparently this led to a confrontation at the Hot 97 offices, where Wendy Williams was trying to defend herself while holding a mop. Um, <laughs> the- what?
1: Yeah, they got He's got game. Moppy <laughs> Is Petty sat coming from behind the curtain? Barry uh, yeah. said, "The Rock knows that you have one eye coming this way and one eye going that way. What well, you actually should be looking at is the Rock's hand coming that way."
0: <laughs> That—that's—I think that obliterated his WWE run <laughs> like more than just the Rock just schooling him. I reckon yeah. he ruined the Big Show's career, like well not ruined it, but harmed it like drastically. Oh,
1: just, yeah. <laughs> Paul White, you 600-pound piece of monkey crap. <laughs> we call one of our mates uh, Paul White, the big show, because he's a little lame with just like him. <laughs> uh, uh, mafia, mafia appearance, though. That's hilarious. Uh,
0: they were based on the Brett and Sean. These are uh, Wendy Williams and uh, Angie Martinez. <laughs> and uh, the two were suspended from Hot 97, and... Um, some of uh, Wendy Williams fans actually threatened Martinez. Uh, Williams was eventually fired from the station as some of the management were tired of her uh, rude behaviour. And uh, Martinez wrote in her book that she has no ill feelings towards Williams, as um, she was essentially a good talk show host. So Wendy Williams, uh, so Angie Martinez, sorry, taking a higher road, that was quite nice.
1: Mm, yeah, I hope there wasn't any poisonous stuff on on the map though. Could have ended badly.
0: Could be. Could be. Mm. Needless to say, uh, Tupac also had a beef with Wendy Williams.
1: Of course, that's a really, a uh, really famous one as well.
0: Is it a famous one actually?
1: I mean, it's isn't every Tupac be famous?
0: True, it's true. Do
1: you think Tupac would have had a, a career as successful as he did without beefing?
0: I don't know. He, he wouldn't. The the legacy probably would be very different without all his, his beefing because he was just the best at it. He could diss ten people in like one, like in fucking, in, in one one song he could probably diss like twenty people.
1: And Wendy Williams too probably got one of the most smackable faces I've ever seen. <laughs> oh,
0: but we don't we don't condone him. No,
1: this is not a women beating thing. I'm talking in general. So who else was on the list? I remember Nick. Was it Nick Clegg? Didn't that a uh, politician dude? He had one smackable face. Yeah. I've got like a, I've got a list of, of smackable faces. There's a lot of politicians on there. Ed Miller band's probably on there. That could um,
0: be a top fifty episode.
1: My <laughs> smackable faces. Alright, I'll get working on that list actually.
0: And I'll do um, something else that, that's smackable, but probably that would just be an off air discussion. Um because
1: I'm talking about the, the anus. Anyway, so <laughs> And you're not gay.
0: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, I. No. I'm not. Anyway. But if there are females listening, um. Anyway. So that's really the only reason I keep saying if I'm not, just in case there is a female listening. Uh, I, I don't think there's been one yet, but hopefully. Anyway. Um. I've got hope. I. I. I, I have to have hope. Have
1: we are pro. We're LGBTQ pros. You know. We're about all that. So. Yeah.
0: LGBTQ too.
1: LGBT Q-tip, yeah. Representing, sponsored by Q-tips, Q-tips.
0: <laughs> Stick them where you want. So <laughs> would want that be them.
1: the name of his, of his earbuds then? Q-tips, Q-tips. I like the <laughs> play on words. <laughs>
0: I like it. I will buy them. <laughs> um, so yeah, 1998, um, Never Say Goodbye, fe- uh, Adrian Evans featuring Fife Dog. That gets released. Uh, that's a great song as well.
3: Love, who says goodbye, love? You tell me why, love? Said you was out and leaving, never had a chance to try, love? Reply, love? Tell me why you frontin' on my, love? Cause this is the thing I put my heart and soul inside of I look back in time and see so many instances We got together to try to set up our differences But if this is the end, please let me know Or let me go Or now you trying to stay I, never I don't wanna say, I never um, And in around uh, September
0: 1988 Um Q tip actually had a fire in his basement where he lost a lot of solo and tribe recordings which um, delayed the release of the love movement. Um, so you know, we, we talked about this earlier actually about like Tribe and Q tip and all the unreleased stuff and um, yeah, why well, haven't we heard more of it? That that's your reason there.
1: What is it with musicians and just the just the ignorance of fire safety? Like how, how many musicians have lost tapes and, and masters and fires or floods for that matter it's like be a bit more cautious god damn it
0: definitely definitely and um and, uh, we talk about some top 50 rappers as well um krs1 actually because uh, q-tip was written down about this and apparently uh q-tip bumped into krs1 and krs1 like uh, you know changed his whole opinion on it says you know a fire is meant to be cleansing and he, he said that, and um,
1: <laughs> what he yeah. gave one of his his preaching speeches and power power of positivity and and made them change his tune kind of thing.
0: He did, yeah. I mean, if anyone's uh, got the time on YouTube, there's uh, the q Tip Red Bull Academy um, talk, and he talks about it on there. And yeah, basically, yeah, he just ran into KS one, and he completely changed his whole outlook on the incident, which is just
1: <laughs> that's class. That I yeah. wish I was a fly on the wall in that conversation
0: mate, it'd be mental, I bet I bet it went on for ages as well.
1: How could how could that possibly be cleansing of the soul? If I woke <laughs> up one morning, yeah, and like started said, you know, I'm gonna cook my eggs or whatever and left the pan <laughs> on for too long and my kitchen end up in flames, I, w- I would not get over that.
0: But then again you wouldn't have to tidy up that though, so that, that could have been what he meant. I mean, you know.
1: have <laughs> you got a few less dishes to do, eh? Exactly. I mean that's
0: the thing, if anyone's has got moaning up on at you like to, to 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 clean up, get a, a fire started. That's that one problem solved. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you park your car, you've got a clamp on it, set the car on fire. Don't have to pay a fine anymore.
1: I really, hope, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going with the attitude that KRS one's immortal. You know, and I want him speaking at my funeral. That's what I want. That's my one of my wishes.
0: Yeah, so eventually we do get the release of the Love Movement, which released on the 29th of September, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, I think by this time they knew it would be their last album, and um, yeah, I don't think they were liking the album. To be fair, like, according to Fife, no one was really uh, in love with the album, and uh, it starts off with start up.
1: Uh, well, the, the, first of all, just a bit of background. You know how the the, the Love Movements originally came about. So was a Q-Tip produced a beat intended for Biggie on Life After Death. Uh, yeah, I'll
0: get to that in a bit.
1: But yeah, go on. But yeah, yeah, so it's just about that. He enjoyed the beat. Um, but, yeah, it had already been completed and the, the, the beat was not used. But, yeah, so imagine that. I don't think, did he um, did he ever produce for, for Biggie other than that? I don't think so, because Biggie would have... When did he die? Did he die in 97,
0: 98? Been, was, yeah, so he already been dead by the time this came out. So um, don't know. If, I don't. don't know if done anything
1: posthumously. Who was some other bit? Did any other big big artist like? Too, did he ever produce for like a Nas or well, obviously a Nas. But like, a, obviously Tupac. I know they beef him, but like, yeah, it's it's just interesting whether he um, like I imagine if a lot of these would have lived on. Like, I, I bet he would have done a lot of production for, for Tupac and Biggie. You know, do the squash the beefs, and I reckon eventually they would have got around to doing a lot of productions. One, um, it's a bit sad. Definitely. Well, that's the thing is, I think they already had
0: squash the beef. They just hadn't really announced it to the world. I mean, that, that with um, with Tupac, because um, that's one of the great things about Tribe is that I don't think they had any outstanding beefs. I mean, with like, Rex and Effect, I think it was all calmed down. With Tupac, it was all calmed down. The internal beef was all calmed down. The alcoholics we mentioned before. Uh, didn't really last very long like they're yeah. one of these groups where i don't think many people do have a bad thing to say about them which is really
1: nice yeah definitely i was just thinking as well and you know with a lot of artists they you, you can always point you can always recognize who their producer is or who, like the, the the main guy with the production for them was you know but with right. with biggie then talking about biggie i was like i was sort of lost for words because when you look at his albums He's got, he always had, like, a, like a collection of producers. So he always, like, like you know, it was a bit, like, Naz and Illmatic. It was, like, there wasn't just the one producer he had. Like, all, all of his tunes on his albums were, were always different producers. I found that quite quite interesting.
0: Definitely, yeah. I think, like, the main, probably the one who was, like, the most constant was, like, P. Diddy, because I think he had a few on there. But apart from that...
1: Yeah, and um... Easy e- e- Z- Moby, apparently, did a lot of production for him. Oh right, yeah. He did a lot of work with Miles Davis and Big Daddy Kane.
0: Hmm. Do, do you reckon like Nas was the one to kick this all off? The whole like every track has a different producer, pretty much.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it, it, definitely on a big scale, because um, that was what that was half the reason Illmatic was such a, a hit in the end, wasn't it? Because of that. Definitely. Mm. Um, so yeah, we start it up was the uh, the first the first
2: song on it. You know, um, okay. What you deal with, what you deal with, turn me up some more. Hiccup, speaking to your feelings, maverick, making music, men and women, boys and girls and welcome to the movement. the fifth with improvement,
0: Aristotle, Plato, Freud, yeah right, that's that, never, boy. Samples, uh, Sweet George Brown by Singers Unlimited, Patrick Williams, um, he, he, he used it really interesting, actually. This sample, if you listen to the original, he kind of plays the sample a bit like an instrument, um, which is really good at cool, actually. Um, but in terms of the actual song itself, it, it was it was perfectly adequate. Uh, but it, you think to me, what do
1: you No, it's, it's not one of my favorites on this album. Um, just with regards to Love Moons, obviously, give me your final thoughts at the end, but um, I, I do really like this album, and I gave this album a listen. So obviously I started with Low End 30 and Midnight Marauders, but this was actually the third Tribe album I listened to. I didn't go in order or anything. I remember going back and listening to this one quite a bit. So I think I might prefer this maybe a bit more to you in a way, because there's just a lot of songs where I have even like a bit of a nostalgia feel to it. Like a lot of the songs on this album got me into Tribe even more so. And then I went back and listened to Was Instinctive and then Beach, Beach Rhymes and Life was the last Tribe album I listened to, I think. So there's def- there's a lot of standouts on this album for me, which we'll get to.
0: I mean, the first time I, I heard this album was when I was working. I was living in Preston and working in Leeds. So I associate this album with two-hour train rides, um, which is pretty much what I have to do now before the virus anyway. Um, so it, it, I. It has the opposite of nostalgia for me. <laughs> I associate this in is in scrambling for your train ticket.
1: <laughs> Rough time, see you then. Rough but time. as we say though, time and place and music, and it? it's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. What a lot of it is. Um, but there was certainly just a change in style with this album, which is evident throughout. It was obviously called a love moon for a reason. You know, it was a lot of it was. It was just a sexualized album. They were even going so far as being like. It was like they were trying to be sort of R and B art, of the R and B artists in in a way. It was, I mean, it wasn't my favourite incarnation of Tribe, but it's, it does have one of my favourite, some of my favourite Tribe songs on the album. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Definitely, and and one of my favourite Tribe songs of all time is um is track two, "Find yes, a Way." Me too. Which a great, and, and we we'll get to when we saw them live, but this is one of the highlights. I thought this was one of the standout moments of the show, which says a lot because it was a great show. Yeah. Um. Beautiful
2: show. Messing me up my whole head, teasing me just like Tita did Martin. Now look at what you're starting. Schoolboy crushing it, ain't on the hustle. whole world see it, but you can't. Uh. My people they complain, sitting and, and rant. Come on. Your name is out my mouth like an ancient chant. Got me like a dog as a frozen pant. <gasps>
1: Yeah, beautiful song. Being I mean, it's the, by far the standout song on this album, and you know I'm not always of the opinion that singles are generally the best songs because you, you read through an album enough and you find you can find better songs than the singles they released. But this is a case I think where the the single was just far and away that the best tune on the album, and just absolutely what a catchy chorus as well. I think one of the catchiest, catchiest chorus, choruses they've ever done. Um, yeah, banger, just, just an actual, like, I don't know if you can say Tribe, I've got a lot of bangers, like, songs if you define them as bangers. But I think this is a Tribe banger. I'd say
0: Tribe got a few bangers, and i definitely include this one,
1: yeah. Yeah, it just depends, like, you know, the, the type of description you're giving banger. They've got, but this is, I think this fits the mold of, like, something you could play in. You know clubs in you know that you know that's when i say banger i mean something that can be played in a club you know it's it's not 100 on their conscious stuff or anything so it's a it's a it's a club tune in a way and it's the the best sort of one they ever did in, in that regard
0: definitely yeah and it's um i've really strange memory of this song actually because like the first time i ever heard this the first thing I was, in, I was in the library on a late session and the first thing I ever did, I think, was I messaged you and PMD with a link to this song. <laughs> <laughs> this is a random, random memory. Maybe that's okay. how
1: I got onto it. What's Maybe me and PMD accepted that the the link straight away and started uh, bumping it in the in the in the crib.
0: In the crib. Shout shout out to PMD. Shout you out are, to
1: <laughs> Lotu Musi PMD. He will be a future member of That's Why They Were Quality, he's a quality geezer, I'm sure.
0: Definitely geezer, definitely.
1: So in regards to the chorus, the singing on that chorus is, is actually good, like I really Yeah, just it's really just such a catchy song, one of the catchiest songs you've ever made. I the
2: my cheek you Should I just sit out or come harder? Tell me find my way, now sing it, sing it. Now you cut my heart over the evening Kiss my cheek move and you confused me Should I just sit out or come half the Tell me find my way talk it out, talk it Now you cut my heart over the evening
1: Kiss my cheek move and you confused me Should I just sit out or come half the Tell me find my way I liked that and I liked the uh, the way the, the whoever the woman was on that the, how it complimented the the voices sort of um, just added to the whole smoothness of, of the track and feel the way the two uh, the voices combined like that and i think the whole uh, subject matter of the song you can definitely relate i can relate it's all about well girls teasing you essentially it
0: is it's about about the old the old cock teasers.
1: cock teasers man we can we feel it we relate any uh, anyone with a cock can probably relate they've been there
0: definitely um talking about the actual um the geezer singing on it and the uh, the song itself this was um, sampled from Toa T Tech nova, brackets for Nova, featuring uh, Bebel Gilberto, who's like a really like legendary uh, Brazilian bossa nova singer. <laughs> you probably remember from the um, first album, Toa T, that was the house, he was, um, Q-Tip did all the pre-production for the first album at Toa T's house of course Toa T from the group d Light. so um, I think it was quite nice there in a way, maybe it was like a bit of a payback where like, you know he, he gets a bit of the royalties from the love movement because he's like sampled his song like the main sample, so I think it was quite a nice way to sort of pay him back
1: yeah, I think he was just giving back to, to them in a way
0: in a way, and also just a great sample in itself. I mean, just um, a great. Check out the original as well, by the way. The original is very good. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Do you um,
1: think uh, Tribe they uh, foreshadowed Tinder teasing with with this song?
0: Could be, could be. I reckon they. Uh, I reckon it was was aiming songs house. I reckon. Like.
1: Hmm. He's a bit like uh, The Simpsons. You can just predict the future in a, in a, in a way. About it. I
0: don't imagine anyone's like teased like Q-Tip's tip. I imagine he was readily
1: accepted. No. So do you think this was more metaphorical? Do you think this was fictional for Q-Tip? I don't think he was ever actually teased to this possibly, degree.
0: Possibly not, but but in the song, he does reference... I um, mean, he quotes a line from Gone Till It's Gone, a uh, song he'd done with Janet Jackson and Joni Mitchell, um, when he goes, so why you wanna go and do that, love, huh? And um, maybe... Janet Jackson and him broke up and that was maybe a bit of a sly dig, possibly. Mm. Or it could be a tribute to her. Who knows? It could be loving <laughs> or It yeah. could be I I don't really... Yeah. He, he tried to keep their personal lives very private. It's one of them where I, I could... Like, I've, I've tried searching up P-Tips dating life.
1: Bet you I'll
0: tell you what, though, because I think I was going to mention this, but I forgot. So we, we've talked about Janet Jackson and Angie Martinez. Apparently, he also dated Nicole Kidman.
1: Yeah, no, I've heard of that one before. That's um yeah, that's a that's quite a good one. That's probably the probably wins the race at the moment, isn't it, who's the, the fit, as you'd say.
0: I mean no Nicole Kidman looks fit now, like she's still decent now, like get well inside.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you try breaking down um q tips dating in, in the songs, but yeah you've you've had no luck.
0: It's, it's so hard. Like honestly, it's so hard to find out their personal lives. I mean, we be talking about um Five Dog. I didn't even know he had children, and uh, like, apparently he's got. I think he's got a son and a daughter. Um, and I, I, I can find no no dates of when they were born or like they they keep it or like when like the exact date of his marriage. I can't find like they keep it really like private, and I respect that. You know, because because when people come to Tribe, it's not about the sensationalism or you know, what they were like in their part, private lives. It's about the music. That's where anyone's really interested in. And um, it, it's quite nice, you know, but it's a bit annoying if you're trying to do a podcast on it.
1: But, <laughs> yeah. Fair play, though. I I mean, I talk... How has his phone not been listening to him? I talk about, I don't know, having a, wanting to exercise with a kettlebell and they've got kettlebells ad- adverts popping up left, right and centre. So he's just <laughs> doing really good. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Um, the next song i I love the next song as
1: well actually I think the next song the booty that's yeah. a proper upbeat
0: tune great mm-hmm. great uh, double entendre as well like talking about the booty in terms of like women's behinds and then also the pirates the booty like yeah.
1: it's
0: just a fun song
2: I keep my promise to all the yard to keep my. Hitting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's probably one of my favorites on the album too. It's got, to, I think, it's similar style to the "Find a Way" as well, isn't it? Like you said, just fun, catchy song, something upbeat, uh, something that you can just put on in any mood or like any. You can put it on in the car, or you can put it on in a club, or you know, party or, or whatever. So. Um, on Love, Love, Moon. There's quite a lot of party songs as well. Do, do you think that's what they were going for, trying to branch out into maybe club songs, or
0: could be possibly? I mean, I reckon this album. They were. Um... That's a good question, actually, for you. Is actually, do you reckon they were trying to compromise and a bit play to the audience and try and go a bit commercial with this? Because yeah, there was a, a, a few more like mainstream sound yeah. sounding songs on this.
1: Yeah, no, I'm of the opinion that that was the case. It's, this album sounds so much different to the last one, doesn't it? Like, it's weird that it was only two years' difference. But it's just such a difference in, in the style and the sound, I find. I mean, is it still all produced by by the um? I
0: believe so, yeah. All of them mm. produced, yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It just must be a case of they finally got their commercial success with the, last, the album before, and now they wanted a bit more cheddar. Make that
0: paper. Mm. Uh, next song, stepping it up, featuring Method Man and Buster Rhymes. Um, I can't remember much about this song, to be, to be honest. Samples Leo Rosebud by Cannonball. It was Redman. How dare you? It, was it Redman?
1: Yeah.
0: I've got in my notes. Method Man. Oh shit! I'll have to. Uh, I'll say it again. Next, <laughs> uh, next, stepping it up by uh, Redman and Buster Rhymes. Um, samples Leo Rosebud, Cannonball, Adley. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, what would you make
1: of this song? Yeah, you almost dissed this tune then, because you you thought it was a uh, Method Man on the feature. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Good song. Um, it 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 was good to see Redman finally getting a bit of uh, you know more exposure than than what he, he was probably used to. He wouldn't really get come into the real big exposure till uh, blackout with Method Man a year later. But yeah, Method Man, Redman's one of my favorites, definitely. As you'll see in the next. Uh, rappers podcast he's quite high up on my list and then busters buster so it was really good a uh, really good collab to have so uh, yeah it definitely p- piqued me interest i feel like the um the, the start of the album for me is, is where it's at um especially when it comes to this song and then the next song and then maybe midway through is a little you know it it goes off a little bit but then towards the end there's a few good songs as well but this is one of the strongest songs in the album for me, just purely because it's it's like a dream collab in a way for me. It's just um, three artists that I, that I really love that, and I think it worked together. Plaster the little bastard
3: and master the real way you slap the bitch's nigga backwards. Uh oh, hey yo, whenever what's the rap they saw? When we move, yes, sometimes he lay low. Hey yo, big up my little nigga, hey yo, make you add the hell like turkey cheese and tomatoes. Fuck is that, especially for niggas that will pay no attention to instructions like they still want to disobey y'all. One to ten hours activate real quick so that I could go about five feet more with an extra dick. Definitely, I mean,
0: if you're talking about like Red Man, about him being high up on your list, I think the question's got to be how high.
1: <laughs> Heyo! This podcast is done. I'm, go- I'm-, I'm going. Beer for the working man. <laughs> swig of coffee for the working man. Um, Bit of I- tequila.
5: <laughs> what?
1: Whiskey. What? Wodka. What? More beer. What? More Red Man.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he says as he literally has a swig. <laughs> For the non-working man in Minnesota, myself.
0: Well, well, yeah, we're working now. <laughs> putting in, we are grind putting now, in the right. ground. So yeah, that okay song, in my opinion. It's alright. Like it like that. I, I, I think that was pretty decent, that one. You know, would, would you
1: make that one? Yeah, it was it was decent. Um, I believe it was that the other single that was with this album, I think. I so.
0: oh, do, actually. That's an interesting one. So when I think about this, all I think about is find a way.
1: Yeah, so this was the second single that accompanied it, but just another case of like, I don't know, like, it's, and this is what I really like about Tribe in like a weird way, but sometimes their singles, whenever they're one of the weaker songs on their albums, and I think this was another case, like, the, but but I like that, yeah, I just, I don't like it when albums are just so single heavy and they're just, you know, trying to concentrate and trying to get that commercial single to, to get them, to get the money get them the money and, and that but um but th- this was uh it was okay um but fits fits the fun smooth vocal style you know smart lyrics well good beats but um just uh yeah th- there's just a vibe to this album that's evident throughout and it's um i think with this song it's similar to to find the way that the vibe that we're going for it's not as good
2: though not ahead, yes, therefore, I didn't stress, let my beat keep knocking, cause we rocking like that. brush your asshole, as if you didn't know, put my mic inside your brains, don't dishonest. It's the rhyme, it's the beat, the vibe, all together, that makes the competitors sound like...
0: Apparently, it was the only single from Tribe not to reach any Billboard charts, so, um, so yeah, it's sort of reflected in its reception, really, commercially.
1: Should've released the Booty as the single, then, shouldn't he? Should've
0: had on my pen, the B-side mm. did it. I reckon that was. We'll get on to that in a sec.
1: Common Ground. Uh, I, I quite like this one. I think this one was okay. Common Ground. This is actually a, one of my more favourite songs on the album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, really, really like the hook on here. Um, yeah, just, just, just smooth again. Really, it's uh, yeah, not not much to say about it. Like with a lot of the songs, like I said, the the mold. There's like a mold to them, that, and like they all sound the. the all that this certain vibe to them, and some of them stick out more than others. And I think this is one with a with a strong hook, so it, it, it does stick out a bit more.
3: And if it's me, let's get And get on. And get on. Five in the break. It's more you take. See, I'm not the one to be taking advantage of. And if you really think about it, I got nothing but love.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's just, um, I mean, what the song's about sort of says it in the title. Um, it's kind of a song where basically they are just they sort of just, just tell women what they want to hear and you'll be okay. And that's basically what the song's about in a way. Uh, it's been Do you
1: years. agree with that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want an easy life, pretty much, yeah. Um, you know, it says it in the song, make sure that make sure she's right, make sure that you're wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just Tell them everything it. they want to hear and nothing that you believe.
0: Just crush all your dreams and emotions, yeah. just down. <laughs> no, but no, it, no it's, it's 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 a song for the ladies. This um, just a, just a nice nice song. It's right. There's a
1: lot of like lady style songs like that in, in this album, isn't there? I know it's the, oh. the whole that point of the album in a way, but. That's the only downside, I think, of this album. Detriment. There was just like it wasn't as versatile as, as the other albums, and you know, there wasn't a, a bit for everyone. It was just, um, it was sort of not. I don't want to say it was samey because there is some conscious stuff in here, but um, yeah, there, there wasn't just that that thing that like you know it had everything. And also, I was just thinking then, you know, the artwork on this album, the yeah. artwork was so much shitter than all the other ones. Like I don't know what happened. Did they just? <laughs> Fire the graphic designer. <laughs>
0: he must have. They must have had some great artwork, but it burned in the fire, possibly.
1: Ah, the old fire, eh? Good yeah, old KRS well, One. He couldn't save that though, could he?
0: Couldn't do it. Couldn't. He...
1: <laughs> could them wish up on them a fucking a, a good album artwork, could he?
0: It's interesting you, you bring up the artwork because I was actually thinking about this. We talk about their Beatles um, influence. Do you reckon, like, because this the Dog Movement uh, album? was basically like a white, the cover, white
1: which, album. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I reckon that's what it was influenced by the white album. Mm,
1: that's a good point there. If you look at the two, they are very similar. So, yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah. You could be on something, my friend. Yeah,
0: that's, that's you know, you, you get the comedy with this podcast, but you get the you get the analysis as well. You get the
1: analysis, well. exactly, the, the straight-up facts.
0: Straight-up facts and the slander as well. Um, so, then you get um, four months. Drum sampled from the jam by Grand Central Station. Not much to say about that one. My, what would you really say about that one?
1: I was just more curious about the guy that was featured on here, Spanky. So. I'm... He was a jazz guitarist, apparently, but he's, uh, unfortunately, he's dead. He died, oh, no. he di- yeah, he died at 52 in 2008. Do, do you know much about uh, the, the geezer on here, I have no, I
0: wouldn't, I, no, not Oh, until, no, do, do you
1: yeah. know what I'm reading, too, the, the irony of it? What's that?
0: Do you
1: know where he died from?
0: Oh, I don't say
1: <laughs> Yeah, diabetes.
0: Oh, I thought you'd say it was spanking. <laughs>
1: No, no that's there's only one person going out like that and we all know who that is
0: yeah you can get the post-mortem ready (laughs) that's sad to hear actually yeah I mean you sound like you had quite a good like um, career like looking at his credits here yeah rest in peace
1: I I was thinking then like I didn't realise Brian Kendrick had a music career before he was a wrestler but
0: Brian Kendrick yeah Spanky uh right, yeah, of course,
1: yeah. you yeah. <laughs> just totally no salt, that joke. You <laughs> fucking ruined it, God damn it You
0: ruined it, all. I'll be
1: honest,
0: I can't was, where, where was he called Spanky? Like, Brian, uh, Brian Kendrick.
1: Yeah, before WWE, that was his name, Spanky. and like Ring uh, uh, To be
0: honest with you, I like, just pretended like I knew <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got that, yeah. <laughs> Some, um, some hardcore wrestling fan out there is laughing their head off right now <laughs> hey
0: what other podcasts are you going to get Tribe Called Quest Brian Kendrick and Simon Dean
1: referenced <laughs> on the team okay. no but that's why we're the best the best the best the, the best the best
0: yeah the next one is uh, his name is Muddy Ranks um, again okay song pretty good I'll on fun there um yeah. Boom batter, watch your teeth shatter All that shit you pop in your jams, it won't matter Wash your whole grill, now watch that joint shatter I'm the captain of the ship, fuck
3: a William Shatner MC's be poppin' shit when they it not cake batter Claiming they style be fat, but guess who's style is better Then it'll be jacker, MC attacker fucking with the Nicky, it don't get no backup. Malik is Zack Taylor, stress believer Round-eyed shorty, chocolate like a diva Fuck what you
0: heard, I'll make you a believer
1: any idea who this Mutty Ranks geezer is?
0: And that was a nickname they actually had for uh, for Fife and I think on one of the unreleased songs I can't remember which one they, they also reference him being called Mutty Ranks but he has a few nicknames actually Fife
1: And this would be the uh, the, the solo Fife song on the album too?
0: Solo Fife song yeah
1: Yeah, yeah there's, there's I feel like is, as, so the, has there been a solo Fife song since Low End 30 with, with every album?
0: Yeah, so then, yeah. End Theory, obviously, you had. Was it, um, was it Butter? Was it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so you had Butter. Then, of course, we had on Midnight Marauders, we had a million, eight million stories, I think it was.
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then I think on Beach Rhymes and Life, it was. There was one on there. I'm struggling to think of what it was. Um, There was definitely one on there. I, we definitely talked about in the last one. Uh, but there, there has been, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know, was it Mind Power or was it. Keep it moving, maybe? baby, Or was it Baby Fife's Return?
0: I think it was Baby Fife's Return. I don't think. He definitely won't keep it moving.
1: Yeah, uh, no. yeah. he, he had a sick, a sick
0: verse on Mind Power as well, though, if I can remember yeah. rightly.
1: It must have been Baby Fife's Return, yeah.
0: Yeah. The next song is Give Me, and uh, it samples an inter- interpolation um, of uh, Give Me by Eye Level. And uh, Motown Philly by Boys to Men, which of course is the song covered in Always Sunny in yeah. Philly.
1: Motown yeah. Philly's back again. Da 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 da.
0: As soon as I heard that song, I think I, I probably was onto this just, even before I, I started watching Always Sunny. But after I watched Always Sunny and I heard yeah. this, I
1: was like, "Oh shit!" Same. You know, it was also on. I told you I'm watch rewatching Community with Laura at the moment. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's hilarious, and it's it's on that as well. And like, it's weird that show. You know, there's so many parallels with it. It's always Sunny and Community. Mm-hmm. They've like they've got a like sort of similar themed episode. There's like an episode where they're like in an a- animation. I know sunny have done one like that, like a Chris the Christmas episode, and that like, yeah, it was okay. just, okay. yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's just some interesting parallels with, with the two shows, but you should definitely check it out.
3: Back again, do doing a little East Coast swing. Boys to men, going on, not too
2: hard, Gaussian>. not too soft.
3: Back in school, we used to dream about this every day. Could it really happen? Or do dreams just fade away. away. Soda 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 anyway. stop, 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 stop!
0: God, guys, damn it! I will do, and and again, community. If you are always sunny, if you want to send us any money for that mm. plug, feel free. Or yeah. Netflix in general, just Netflix, just give us money.
1: Just give us it. A... Yeah, we're not even going to say please. We don't. We don't way. have to.
0: No, we, we we we'll be angry if you don't. Um, the next one. So yeah, anything to say about give me? Okay, song.
1: Yeah, yeah, decent. Um. It was a, So the featured on it was a were not it? Norega?
0: Norega,
1: Yeah.
0: And, and this this song sort of it talks about like them sort of growing up and like dreams of making it big and what have you. Good like nostalgic song, I suppose.
1: Yeah, he was a uh, he was quite big back. Good feature a rapper back in the day. I know he was feature, he was featured on quite a few songs. Weren't he? I know he's been on songs like Buster and Big. I think he was on a tune with Big Pun as well. So yeah, he's uh, he's certainly done the rounds as well. Um, he's done, and I know he went on to reggaeton music after that. But uh, yeah, he had his uh, his uh, solo albums, N O R E, um, in '98. <clears throat> so it was from that sort of uh, era, you know, with like the styles being Cameron and those type of geezers and Kid Capri and all that. So is it? I guess it's the it's the bling era, isn't it? So he was one of like the the bling era rappers from back then. So yeah, decent feature on here.
2: We wanted the world no revived dog, and abstract Yo, I rack.
3: all my niggas love abstracts Yo, from far rock to flush on, concussion on. Every time a nigga rhyme, it's like we get our bus on I used to ride a dollar band and really get my bus on Yo, from soft on to El Segundo All my niggas get high, yo And still living on the run, though Get a lot of dope, so now we have a lot of fun,
1: though um, Apparently, the song "The Change" found new fame after then underground rapper Fifty Cent was filmed freestyling over its instrument. What this song? No, not this one. Just uh, a song from that album. It was a uh, Fifty freestyle over it. So, yeah, he, he was fairly big back in the day. So it was one. Of the, I was just thinking and just looking at his name, I was like, "What the fuck ever happened to him?" But I think, you think he
0: does a podcast now. Actually, I think he does the Drinks Champs podcast. If I'm not mistaken tribal quest went on there i definitely recommend people checking it out i think it's a proper sick episode
1: yeah and if you want to do a crossover episode then by all means
0: definitely and if they, they want to sponsor us as well then fair play or just send us some booze you know mm. drinks tramps you know you must have some knocking about
1: you you i've seen your your isolation collection you'll be right. good for the next year
0: to be honest with you, Drinks Champs is one of the main influences on this podcast, on my end at least, not for any of the content, just for the <laughs> for the drinking, really.
1: Ah, yeah. Fair play.
0: Um, so next song is probably maybe my second favourite off the album. Sometimes mm. it's even my favourite, uh, Pad and My Pen, or Pad and Pen, rather. Yeah. Uh, great, great song. Now. The uniqueness, the seekiness, and when we do it, we be freaking it.
3: You know you feelin' this. My shade is bordering around victory. Enjoying this tune. Glad you playin' it. Hey yo, life, what's the hook? Here we saying it, saying it, saying it, my pet and my pen uh you ain't knowing The beat in the blessed. word, you The party won't end. You know we got to be there. Just keep eating it, building with friends. Yo, my dad and my pet.
1: Really good song. I think you your love of this is what sort of got me on it. I know you mentioned this to me like quite a while back. Um as being one of your sort of overlooked favourite tribe songs. So then we went back and sort of listened to it a bit more in depth and then yeah, realised it's a the class song. Uh, I love Fife on this tune and just the well I love Q tip too with the whole back and forth on, on this on this is one of their best um interplay they've ever done I think. Don't know about you.
0: Definitely, yeah, and they they did a performance actually of this. It must have been just after the album came out where they're on stage and they do a medley. And they do this. They do Panama Pen and mm. on stage, Five and q tips. Like the way they, the way they perform this song live as well, was incredible. Um, yeah, definitely check that. I think it's probably still on YouTube. Check that one out, guys. If you haven't haven't seen it, um, yeah, definitely. They in the play on this is incredible.
1: Mm. Definitely. I mean, what do you think was so? What was the was it like an inspiration on the song? What do you think was the uh, the whole idea the, the subject of the song?
0: It's it's just like It says it in the title, pad and my pen. Just mm. it's a great song, just about writing rhymes, basically. And
1: that's I it, think yeah. that yeah, that's what I, I got from it was just that. And essentially, like it's just them um, trying to come up with the best bars and go back and forth with the best bars. There was like a sort of competitive nature to it as well, I think. So if it's um you know showing how skilled yard at MC and they're going back and forth and um, going back through the rhyme books through their pads and the pen. Seeing what they can come up with, what the best of their ability, and yeah, their folks showed on here. Like, surprised this wasn't a single on the album, to be honest.
0: No, uh, yeah, as you say, it's a B side to, um, carry what song it was. It was a B side to the,
1: uh, like It like that,
0: like It like that, that's the one, yeah. Um, I think sometimes, like, they were at their best when they were just talking about how good they were at rhyming.
5: Like, yeah. Going on
0: with Pad on My Pen, award tours, basically, yeah. that's
1: they're
0: talking about uh, phony rappers yeah.
1: uh, but they put one of those songs on each um, each mm. album Oh, well. yeah album. Th- there's definitely the, the, although the sounds and the, the the styles aren't completely the same throughout the tribe history on their albums they did have a sort of thematic flow that was quite similar on each album they had you know like you said one song like this we we're talking about rhyme and they had the, the five solo songs then you'd have like the love and sexy songs and then you know like an introspective one and you know what i mean like there was always sort of like a core there was like a core of a tribe album that always it always just works so they kept to that core It probably except for the last one which we'll get into which is completely blown everything out of the water just how different it was but just throughout the 90s i think there was like a, a similar core to their albums you know similar in length similar um, amount of tracks there was in the album too
0: Definitely, I think that's something they could have even taken from the Beatles. Because you think about the Beatles, where they did their albums, they would always be like a Ringo song, a George song. There'd always be like a romantic song on each album. There'd always be an up-tempo song on each album. Mm. And then as they they got on, they sort of like played around with the formula to the point where it they was they sort of deviated it towards the end. Yeah. But especially in the early days, they did like play to that formula. There had to be a specific, mm. there had to be at least one of these songs on each album. Which I definitely recommend. They probably took from the Beatles as many people probably did.
1: Mm. Yeah, you, I'm realizing now how much they were influenced by the Beatles. I it didn't really come across to my mind that that was they were heavily, but now we're sort of we're going through it as we are. I'm I'm beginning to learn that they are a lot more.
0: Definitely, um, the keyboard keyboard sample from that song is from uh, the Graduate medley by Gap Manningo about a minute into the song we get the drums and the guitar sampled from uh, Yearning for Your Love by the Gap Band the next song off the album is uh, Buster's Lament and um, I'm reckoning the title of this is inspired by the Isaac Hayes song Bumpy's Lament off the Shaft soundtrack possibly Um, okay Tune what what do you you reckon to this?
1: Yeah I like this song I like the uh, so Pad and Pen and then this I remember so like the sort of middle of the album like you mentioned before like there was the songs were just um they were okay but then it sort of it comes i think it comes back again with pad and pen and then i like buster's lamont it's sort of like a nice little palette cleanser if you like just after that song and it's you know it's 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 quite vibrant it's a uh, it's not one of my favorites but it's also not one of the weaker songs i think so also, as a follow-up to pad and pen it's it's pretty good and i think towards the end of the album as well it's um the album's coming up again. I think there was a bit of a lull, I suppose, in the mid portion, just because there was sort of songs that were really slow in length. Like it's not really tribe aren't really. They haven't got many songs that are like a minute, sub a minute, or just sub two minutes. And there was two songs back to back like that, and they sort of I don't know they were a bit filler. Decided they were a bit filler, I guess. Like five solo song on this album could have been could have been better because. His solo songs are so good on all the other albums, so it was, it was a bit disappointing as one on this. But yeah, they, um yeah, Buster's Lamanza's a pretty decent tune. Yeah.
3: Fuck the carjacking, Fife Diggy is rapping, got dogs with love and plus dogs that's packing, so what's the deal, Captain? If it's time for some action, watch me roll with Hunt, try to push her back. Which one of these niggas think they fucking with this? Put your money on queens, yo, these cats is pissed, meaning hot Green is stinkin'. See Shorty there winking, hit her off so hard that her eyes stop blinking. Yeah, definitely. the words ring' the main
0: samples from going through changes by feather. Um next song was hot for you.
3: This girl from my past every ass she intended you ma since you passed every class. Walked down the hall with a stuck up ass, both the basketball players. She liked how they pass, but when I used to hit it, the ball catchy with it. She wouldn't admit it. But
0: shorty was addicted. Say word. word. I didn't be really, I didn't I was not really a big fan of the song to go to
1: you. No, no. I mean what what do you think it was?
0: Just just yeah, I don't know. It was just filling I mean, it was just I'll get when I get to my album in general review, you'll see what I mean. Um, but this this song was
1: just a bit generic. Um, yeah, there was there that, was that, there was quite a lot of songs like that on this album. That, like I said, you know, obviously with the theme of the album, not the, the love theme and the R the and B aspect of it and the the sexuality of it all. There was so there were songs that were too samey and just to to a bit too filler. Like and it, it, because of that, it, it it seemed like it was filler. So, I am, yeah, I'm inclined to agree there.
0: Definitely. The next one, I think, as well, fits into that category, which was Against the World. Again, I think that's just a bit of filler as well. Not really big into that one.
2: Your cup, let love run. Volcano, natural disaster.
3: Fall in love with me, huh, well, that's that ass. to get you inside my world. Process afro or curl. curl. Stretch me out, and then you phase feet. me in. And then forever, forever you, you and will be, let me see, me see you.
1: like prominent prominent yeah I, th- I think that's a theme this especially come wind down towards the album just a little bit as um there's, there's quite a bit of filler on this album and that was the, the issue with it as a whole like there's there's so many standout songs standalone songs and um, but when you look at the album back to back it's it's it probably it, it will have to be counted as the weakest album just purely because of the filler that's in there it just seemed yeah. like a lot of. It just seemed like a, with a lot of the songs that the heart wasn't anymore, any and it sort of, I don't know, came across.
0: I reckon this album reeked of contractual obligation. Yeah. Because uh, they they were contracted to do a certain number of albums. Yeah. Um. And and this was this was one of them. I reckon. I reckon. Yeah. This was partly yeah. like uh, they like, just had to do it. Just
1: like some of it was unfinished, like Tribe with like one minute. F- what you know one minute 50 tunes and that's just it's not like them so i th- yeah i think you are on there uh,
0: next song was the love um and this was actually the beat that was meant for big
2: do so, a thing for the one I told to, and the rest of the country comes before me. So to make a show, love is given when I get it from you. Everybody, we regulate the party. Come on, love it when I get a little rugged with it. Love the circumstance to make my dough flow right. Love rock and mice, plus the hill style
1: life. So she explain me for the the story behind I mean. What do you think? Do You think they did it better than than Biggie would have, or No. <laughs> I like that, just straight no. <laughs>
0: it's one of them where like, on their day obviously they could I mean, they're very B.I.T. and Triple Quest sort of different ends of the spectrum of hip hop mm. they're very much like you like them for different reasons um, so it's a bit strange comparing the two yeah. but um, on their day obviously mm. like they could have but I just don't reckon this was their day I reckon they their heart wasn't in it I don't reckon with this, this song and um, this album really do
1: you think it would have like, suited Biggie better just purely as a beat it's just weird because Biggie never usually flowed over beats like that today's production was, was a bit different yeah it's a
0: bit of a weird one that yeah it'd be
1: interesting like to, to see it, what they've done with it yeah I'd like to hear it uh, so the main sample is from Little Sunflower by Freddie Hubbard next song is like one of the posse cuts from the
2: album yes um, Rock Rock Yaw Technology the fumes in its ecology. Why your thoughts was out of poverty? I get nasty inside of me. Probably the Odyssey, started back a robbery. was the degree of the economy that due to sovereignty? Regarded as a prodigy, leery of sociology. Leather wallabies always conceal my gynecology. Rhyming pathologically, that's how it gotta be. Never making no apology, worshiping my anthropology. Fuck the study studying microbiology, causing verbal lobotomy is in my genealogy. Six months of sobriety, moving very methodic. Uh, they are
0: The main samples from What Can You Bring Me by Charles Wright and the What's on One Hundred and Third Rhythm Street Street Rhythm Band. Sorry, yeah. Um, it also features an in, interpolation of lyrics by Love Rap by Spoonie G and the Treacherous Three. Um Some good
1: features on this. I liked it, uh, me. I mean, was it as strong as some of the other posse cuts? <clears throat> no, definitely not. But but like you said, there's some really good features on on here, and we get a Moz Def feature on him. Um, on a tribe a song i think that was probably one of his dreams you know he's he's been he's been compared to native tongues memory he's in the native the new native tongues as he's been quoted as that and um yeah i think it works i mean he's obviously Q it must have been one of his one of his idols so it was good to see him in there and then also was a jane jane doe as well
0: oh, yeah i thought jane doe was the best person yeah the song Me i reckon too. she was really good
1: yeah i agree yeah she, did she ever do much after after this? I, I've heard, I feel like I've heard little bits over there and there, but
0: it's funny you say that actually because um the other day I was I tried to check out some Jane Doe, um I think she's more known really for featuring other other people's songs. She was featured on the
1: Black Star song, I yeah. want to say Fools in the Night probably. Um, ah she, yeah, that's probably the other song I've heard her in. Yeah, that's a tune.
0: Yeah. Killer, killer verse on that like saying she, I think she stole that song as well but mm. the thing is um, yeah the solo stuff I've heard a little bit of it it hasn't blown me away I'm going to keep listening to see what she's got but mm. so far great
1: yeah it was a fun it was a fun song though I thought I, I just I liked the idea of ending albums on a posse cut I know we described it in the, the low end theory part you know it just hits home it um, it, it once you, once, leaves you wanting more on ne- on the next album as well it's just a sort of good way to wrap things up with it, I find. There's a posse cut on like Freddie Gibbs and Madlib um, on Pinata. Um, mm. That comes to mind, that ends on ends on a posse cut. That's, I don't know what it is for me, but I just I like the idea of that. And it definitely works here as well.
0: Definitely. Well, we've also got, and I don't know if these are bonus tracks, or I'm, I've got, I'm got listed here the extended mix, but um, we've also got the scenario remix, uh, featuring Joe Budden. <clears throat> also, you, you've got the scenario remix, um, which of course was the same uh, vocals, the same remix as the 7MC's remix back all the way from 92. Uh, but this one uses the Joe Budden uh, beat, pump it up.
3: Man, I rip up stages Lay down your ways I'm wild like Larry Davis Extra, extra Pick up a clip I tear ass out the frame And grab my dick I'm a rocker soccer robot kid I drop bombs and deadly, So I shit on a penny a baseball bat I'm bastard
0: I'm bad news I'm racing clever Cut those approves.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I like the remix Really, really good
0: Really good, yeah And again, it's good to see um, uh, Good to see kidhood as well
1: Yeah
0: Rapper Saddy uh, was... Uh, Sally died before his time get some more more attention as well. Um, and yeah, the main samples is from uh, Soul Vibrations by calling the Gang. Uh, The vocals are sampled from Ecstasy by the Ohio Players. Uh, Drums sampled from Blind Alley by The Emotions. Um, Second time that uh, Tribe sampled that. Um, And 2.46 the horns are from Funky Granny by Calling the Gang Again. So a very weird title for a song. I imagine they, they ran out of like song titles. They just went, what, what, what's funky, funky granny?" Yeah, that would do. Plunged it on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Um, yeah, pr- pretty good, pretty good. What they did with it again, it's the same as the Seven MCs remix. So lyrically, it's the same thing. We've talked about it before, but um, I think it was yeah, good use of the beat. It good, good way to switch it up.
1: Yeah, I really like the Hot Sex. from the the limited edition. Tell about you. Quite like yeah. that song?
0: Yeah,
2: so we so we get Money Maker. Incognito you heard the name quite often you dressed in black and been issued a coffin. I thrive on this plane. You off to the lost one like hey on It gets hotter and better with each little dash you get the whole smash. It's tasty too to satisfy your whole palate. Fake ideas revoked and invalid and fracking bodies out on the dance floor is what I want to see now
0: uh pretty good song then we get hot shakes you
2: think that get hurt me because now with respect you full of jokes well yo
3: your name ain't flex. I got the riches the bitches, I'm lost like a huntable you think you're all back right, but your girl's quite doable yeah I'm telling you, cheeks to back up me I'm not a man go walk when I ain't miss softy rapping is the art coming straight from the heart so forget the truck because the action got sky sex on the back.
0: which samples uh, Who's Making Love by Lou Donaldson. I don't know if we talked about it in the Hot Sex music video, Q-Tip was wearing a mask, and I think people have... There's a rumour going around it was after the Rex and Effects beef that he got punched in the eye.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, actually,
0: I think it might be true, actually. Yeah, he got punched in the eye and he had a, a black eye, so that's where he had to wear a mask during the uh, during the music video.
1: Mm. You, you talk about Q-tip having a, a left hook on him. like you say, but he hasn't. He hasn't shown it so far.
0: Well, he probably just just not good at ducking. Just not good in his defense.
1: <laughs> just needs to work on his defense, clearly.
0: He needs to work on his ground game. He needs to play mm.
1: she Yeah, maybe. Uh, he needs to get trained up by uh by someone, don't he? Um. Yeah. Also, was uh Helter Skelter got uh sampled on this song? Um, one of their songs. I ain't having that. Mm. That's um. We talked about Sean Price in the Rappers one, if you remember. Yeah. He was, he was part of Health Skelter.
0: I thought it was like a Beatles song there for a second. I'd say it's for helpful. I don't I, uh, notice
1: that. You wish.
0: Uh, so next song we get, Oh My God Remix. Um, the opposite of the seven, opposite of the scenario remix. Mm. I reckon they sort of devalued the song with this. I reckon they took the energy out of it with this remix.
1: Yeah, it was uh, a strange really. I don't... I didn't, what he did so yeah I didn't really like him myself it was quite strange what he did to the beat was
0: yeah I think again it's just filler I reckon it was just yeah it just I don't know why some of this unreleased material I don't know why they didn't bong that on the album instead of like some of these tracks
1: yeah there's, there's a point to that there's a point to be to be raised maybe like maybe they thought it was going to be used in future albums if it was ever going to happen and never materialised
0: could be, yeah. Oh
2: my, god, oh, my god, oh 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 my god. Oh my god, Listen up everybody, the bottom line. I'm a black intellect, but Our f- uh, next album is um uh, jazz, we got the jazz re recording radio. So if you want to do it to yourself, that is to mess around with the jazz, then just blame yourself. Cause you made your bed, so now you lay in it. That's your d- on the floor, then go and play in it. I refuse to catch an L in a battle. Yeah, yo I got the jazz, and I whip a rapper, It's a little next to nothing. Test me up a button. I'm pacifying colors. cause yo I am that. rubber got the jazz? Who got the jazz? Who got the jazz?
0: I can't really remember much about this song to be honest with you um, yeah keyboard uh, samples from suits, uh, Suit Socks by Freddie Hubbard And the horns and drums are from Sing a Simple Song by Slider Family Stone.
1: I hope it wasn't uh, much different to the original song, because like, you can't mess with that song. That song's perfect, how it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it I, I really doesn't really stand out to me, that song at all, actually, jazz, the re-recording radio. I can't remember. Yeah, it does seem pretty similar from what I remember to it. Uh, yeah, just more filler, I reckon. And um, we get the last song of the album, which is One Two Shit featuring uh, Buster Rhymes.
3: If the beat's fat, I use it Some whack shit, I lose it Refuse it How could you choose it? It stinks, Refuse it Put down the mic, kid Because you get no doubt How long did it take for you To see you can't rap The name is Five Dog And I got enough styles It doesn't take long For me to get buck Wow. So bust when I'm swinging What I'm swinging when I swing I rap when I rap Because I never want to sing Go Axel, ask See what happened When he said battle I bust his ass in Cleveland Now he's sleepless in Seattle Rude boy official Coming with the ill grammar
0: Um, I actually did I I like think this song, I this
1: song was quite good yeah me too but that's just uh, have they got a bad song with Buster I feel like any song that they have featured with Buster there's just an insane amount of chemistry with them isn't it and it shows shown again here
0: yeah, I think of, of the songs they do have with dust this is probably the weakest but it is still mm. a good song in itself though
1: yeah that whole last limited edition what was it one two three four five, like six songs I mean what was the point they Hot sex is pretty good. I like it, but it just seemed a bit pointless in the end. Like stretched out the length of the album to seventy three minutes. Just, just not what you want from a trial album. You want it. You want. You want it structured and layered. How they usually do it. And it's. I just. I always. I. I like albums under the right amount of length. And to me, the right amount of length is usually like forty five minutes.
0: Definitely. I mean, I think it's just literally get that paper mm. more paper. You can't hate them for that. I suppose. So, like you said,
1: I think you're contractually obligated to do a certain amount of songs, and that's just what they squeezed out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, that samples, uh, that song, One Two Shit, the guitar samples from Dreams by Ramsey Lewis. Uh, if anyone hasn't heard much of Ramsey Lewis, check him out. Uh, the Ramsey Lewis trio, really, really great, great music.
1: So, uh, um, is Gordon Ramsey on
0: there? Oh, fuck Gordon Ramsey, I can't stand bastard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why? What have you got against them?
0: It's just a cunt, is it? It's just <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, right? And I mean, we're going to go off in a tangent here if I go on about Gordon Ramsay, but...
1: Is he going to be crazy. a potential bollocks episode?
0: Oh, mate, God, I'd love to do that. I'd love to, I'd love to review an episode of like Kitchen Nightmares, and that's why they were bollocks. I, I, we, we, we'll change the title, that's why he was bollocks.
1: Okay. Explain. <laughs> I'll play it for the episode. I'll save it for the episode. It's happening then. I'll be here all night, mate. I don't want to wake up the
0: neighbors. 40 year old virgin, air scenario. It's on that level, mate. It's
1: on that level, honestly. Right, so yeah, it's happening then. Look forward to that. Uh, Yeah, so that was the
0: album. Yeah, what do you you reckon to that?
1: So I've said it throughout. um, Mm -hmm. Probably their weakest album, I think. A lot. most people can agree on that just because there is a lot of filler in between tracks like you said and the overall theme of the love and the, the sexuality and you know the R&B aspect of it it was quite minimalist R&B wasn't it and it was like it worked and a lot of the some of the songs would stand out because of that but it wasn't like it wasn't like juicy in a way like there was just something was missing it didn't, didn't really hit on all cylinders it didn't you know like with tribe albums it's usually like a bit of everything you can take away from it and I feel like they they hammered home the, the love that whole direction of the album too much like they just needed to be something something else. But in terms of standalone along songs like Find a Way, the Booty, two of their arguably and Pad and Pen as well. That's two of their most uh, three of their most arguably like fun songs they've ever done and and club songs as well. Like if you were gonna play a tribe tune in a club, then you know there's there's these two definitely. So, uh, but overall, I'd probably, I mean, what do you think in terms of ranking it? you do, 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 I'd probably say it's their least, probably their the worst album.
0: Yeah, I completely, I completely agree there. I mean, as an album by itself, say this was just released by any group, I would say, if this wasn't released by Tribe, it was just released by a normal band, I would say, do you know what, it's a pretty decent album. But because it's Tribe, because they've got such high standards, you, you are a bit disappointed by it. Um, and they have some good songs from it, but overall, I think it deserves the reputation it gets. I, I don't think those three songs are enough to like really bring it up to the level of their previous work. But like I think Beach Rides and Life that gets a bit unfairly criticised. because I think that's a pretty good album. Me too. Yeah. I think I think it deserves its criticism. In this album.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head as well. It's. Um... It's it's probably deserves the criticism that that it gets, but it's not like it's a necessarily a bad album either. It's just it's not a classic grab album, is it? And I'm still of the opinion you could it's the same. <clears throat> it's similar to to the beat. Well, it's not similar to the Beatles actually. It's like you could you could hit he- the love weren't really there, the the irony in in that. But you could tell like the the love and the chemistry wasn't there anymore, and something was happening behind the scenes. There was. Something happened personally toward them. I feel like Q-Tip definitely had solo aspirations. He wanted to branch out. He wanted to produce for different artists. He wanted to obviously do his own solo albums, which he does within a year's time. I think it is. Um, so I think there's just a lot of a lot of that going on. I just think at the end of the day, it's shown in their records that they wanted to go a different ways, and that's what happened.
0: Um, yeah definitely I, I reckon if if you are talking about Beatles parallel I reckon the one that could be drawn is a parallel to Let It Be whereas Let It Be was like a decent album that had like a few good like, songs on there but compare it to their previous work it doesn't really stand up and the same way in Let It Be I don't reckon any of the Beatles hearts were like really in it really maybe apart from Paul you could say um and, and so I think in that way there is a little bit of a Beatles parallel yeah. and um, I reckon it's a good album but it's not a good, it's a good album but it's not a good Tribe album I reckon, reckon that would be the, the perfect way to summarise it
1: yeah uh, I, I saw that I do commend them for the stylistic change in a way like some of it did work like we mentioned with some of the, the, the standout tracks but I just don't think at the end of the day you can do a whole album of that
0: yeah yeah I agree yeah so the album went to number three on Billboard and uh, it went gold in the US. And the album uh, came out the same day as Jay-Z's Volume 2, Hard Knock Life, and Outkast, Aquamini. Um, and the Love Movement got nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Album, but lost to Jay-Z's Volume 2, Hard Knock Life. Hmm. Well, so a I bit of a change in regard, you could say. Definitely, oh yeah. Uh,
1: Outkast, obviously, the way they um, changed their musical up a bit, they were heavily influenced by Tribe, so it's interesting to see but. I mean, Aquaman. He's by far the best album out of them three. Like, let's be honest.
0: Definitely, yeah. So while on tour, uh, Fife Dog and Q-Tip, they're actually freestyling to um, the song "One Two Shit," and uh, Q-Tip cut Fife off backstage. Uh, Fife actually pushed a table with food on it onto Q-Tip. But then apparently everything was okay, and then they were getting ready to go. They were getting ready to go to an after party, and Q-Tip apparently mushed Fife in the back of the head then as people separating them Fife snuck up behind Q-Tip and punched him and apparently had a bit of a wrestle after the show and um, it was very shortly around this time 1998 that we would get the uh, source cover that announced the breakup of a tribe called Quest and that's where we're going to leave you, audience um, join us next week well not next week join us <laughs> next time where we t- <laughs> I'll say that again uh, join us next time when we talk about the breakup of A Tribe Called Quest, what happened in their solo years, and, uh, well, I mean, you know, what what followed after that? What,
1: uh, mm. what, what would dis- they go out with a
0: whimper, A Tribe Called Quest?
1: I can't wait to talk about a breakup over a bloody bowl of pasta going over them. That's, that, that's bloody harsh, isn't it?
0: Well, that's the thing. I that wasn't like the cause for the breakup. I think it was a symptom of the breakup, but. Um, you could definitely tell it was it was coming, and
1: uh, yeah, and, yeah, were uh,
0: yeah, it was confirmed.
1: Mm, sad times, well, yeah. And we'll, uh, as I say, yeah, we'll look forward to going in depth on that. So it'll be a lot of. I think that that this part might be quite quite sad as well. We'll we'll be going into a lot of heavy stuff and it might be quite deep. So it'll be be an interesting um, contrast to to what we've been uh, discussing in the previous parts. Yep,
0: yeah, my Kleenex will have multiple uses in the next episode. um yes. So thank you very much for listening.
1: Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Peace out.
0: See you later. I thought it was
5: good, then.